Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of a Slow Your Roll. We are about 24 hours away from the NFL season kicking off. Rams and the Bills. If you miss, if you miss this game, it's okay. They'll play again in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Week Week One is a Super Bowl preview. Not if not if KC. Oh yeah, KC without Tyreek and going through that division, I don't buy it. Yeah, Buffalo's oh. Buff. This is the year Buffalo's there. Anyway, though, so we are going to preview the entire NFL season storylines, the Pats obviously, and always our predictions for the NFL standings. We're going to go out on a limb and look stupid at the end of the year because that's uh-huh. the way these things always go. Although I think we did pretty well last year. Um, we got. I had the Bengals. Yes, I am here sort of. with Yaki Way report writer Jesse Caulfield, as always. Dan Lorenzano in today. And uh, he's going to do the opening rant. I'm sure he's going to tick off Jesse with this one. And You wouldn't tell me. And he's I have no research. And he's going to push back on some of the things we have talked about over the past, I don't know, month, month and a half. So all that kind of stuff. We're going to do the house is right again. Some bets on over, under, win totals for the NFL season. And we will throw in a little college football and also a little bit of baseball as the playoff uh, push is coming. A couple of New York teams seeing their leads start to evaporate. But it's going to be pretty much football here today and with that i will turn it over to dan lorenzano to get us started All dan right. take it away here we go okay. yes. uh, I've been waiting. so it's, so it's the start of football season so we're going to do a football rant today so there's been a lot of talk lately of goats you know tom brady is the goat over montana which i agree with is lebron the goat over jordan i disagree on that one but there's another goat battle I think that's going out there that nobody wants to talk about because nobody likes this person. I'm talking about, of course, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. There we go. There's the face. Are you saying he's the greatest commissioner of all time? I think he's in the discussion. I think Pete Rozelle is the greatest commissioner of all time. But I will give reasons why I think Goodell deserves to be mentioned in the same breath. Um, so as we all know, Goodell does not work for me. He does not work for you. He does not work for you. He works for 32 owners, correct? Um, hmm. Yes. Uh, some more than others. Yes, I will agree there. But there, yes, for every Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, there's a guy in you know Houston nobody knows the name of or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Paul Brown from the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. So it's the primary... <laughs> he's, a, he's actually a pretty big owner. He's an important one. Uh, he doesn't seem like it, but he he brings in a lot of money. Who? And then Snyder. he pockets. Oh. And he pockets some illegally. <laughs> so, with that said, uh, Goodell's biggest uh, objective is to make money for the owners. And right off the bat, I will let you know, in just TV revenue alone from this past year, the worst-run franchise in sports, the Chicago Bears, made... Uh, how much was it again? Oh, that's right. $330 million in just TV revenue. Do you know that is more revenue than any team in the NBA, including TV deals? The highest team in the NBA was the Los Angeles Lakers at $316 million. I'm surprised they were still number one. Who, the Lakers? Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought it would have been Golden State. It could. I mean, I think Golden State was two or three. Lakers are just this global market, too. That's true. Um, but either way, the Chicago Bears made more money in just TV deals than the Lakers did altogether. 
Now, we know NFL is king. Everything, NFL is number one sport, regardless of soccer in the world. I get it. But in the United States, it's the NFL. So I will give you an example of that as well. So there was a preseason game this year. It was between, uh, let's see, oh, it was the Lions and the Steelers, right? Do you have any people that people watch that game? Uh, 35 million. Okay. No, it's a little bit less than that. Oh. Yeah, it is preseason. So, oh, it was preseason? Yeah. Pre-season. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Uh, 12, maybe 15. Okay. Well, it was, it was a little over 7.5 million. Okay. But to put that in perspective, the Lakers and Nets played on Christmas Day. Pretty big teams. Mm-hmm. They beat that by two million two million people. An NFL preseason game beat mm-hmm. that by two million people. The you NFL have, draft. Do you have the average NBA oh, audience? I, audience, it's less than that. Oh yeah, this is a Christmas it's, it's, game. It's about half. Okay, about it half goes half. up on Christmas. I don't know. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it does. Christmas is their big day. Right. Really? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. The NFL draft. When I was a kid, I used to love the NFL draft. It was one day of just eight hours of picking players you're probably going to forget about. <laughs> but I'll be honest, after the second round, I would usually turn it off anyways. Goodell has turned the NFL draft into must-see t- prime TV. Last year, 10 million people alone watched the draft, which is the biggest thing anyone watched that Thursday night, beating anything CBS had, anyone else had. And that was a down year for the draft. The pandemic saw 15 million people alone watch the draft. Hmm. Now, where am I getting with all this? Starting next year, between Amazon, CBS, ABC, Fox, and NBC, the NFL is going to make $10 billion in just TV revenue alone. That dwarfs, Matt, that dwarfs anything any other sport has done or is even coming close to doing. Mm-hmm. And Goodell is doing this. A lot of it, yes. The owners have some input. Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, again, the more, really more important ones have a lot to do with that. But it's him, the, the face of everything that goes on, all the decisions. He was the one who wanted to do streaming. He's the one who wanted to push the draft into a prime time. Um, you know, go, let's go with COVID, right? The NFL did not miss a single game during COVID. When they did games Friday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, those were the highest rated those nights of that year for any anyone watching TV. Meanwhile, you had a sport like baseball that couldn't even figure out if they wanted to even play the game during COVID. Literally had bickering amongst everyone who should play, if they should play. Mm. The NBA, same thing. The NBA was a disaster. Exactly. The NBA with Kyrie telling players not to play, don't play, it's too dangerous. And then you went into a bubble in, in Disney. And nobody watched. And nobody watched. Meanwhile, the NFL is still setting records. Now, the other thing I want to talk about with Goodell, yes, the discipline stuff. He instituted in 2007. We all know Ray Rice was a disaster. We all know all the mistakes he's gone back and forth, wrong, too much on this one, not enough on this one, which we get. Now, he has, I believe, turned that managed to a positive, and I'm going to use Deshaun Watson as an example. Now, with the new CBA, they've agreed to have a third-party uh, give out the punishments. So when the third party gives out Deshaun Watson six games, 
you have the immediate outcry that that's not enough. What does Goodell do in this moment? You know what? I didn't make this decision. I'm going to appeal it. I'm going to look like the smart one here who's looking out for public interest and say, no, he wants more, calling for a year suspension of Watson, which he knows he's not going to get. Don't you think it's a little too late for that? How many terrible suspensions for abusers has he given in the past? Oh, I completely agree. But you look at every other sport and what they've done. I mean, look at baseball. Bauer got, what, like a lifetime ban for something that was not even proven. Yeah. But, I mean, that essentially could destroy his career. Yes, think about it. You know, you look at Calvin Ridley with the whole gambling issue. It was one year, boom, that's an effective punishment. It's a deterrent for everyone. The players need to realize, oh, a couple thousand here is not worth it, considering that revenue from all the DraftKings and that stuff is going to go to them anyways. Even then, the other big issues he's had, uh, Deflategate, Spygate, and Bountygate. Spygate was really... A lot of people came out, coaches, players, some hated it, some did not think it was an issue at all. For example, Bill Cower, who's probably one of the most respected former coaches that there is in the Hall of Fame, has even said, we didn't lose to the Patriots because they were taping our sidelines. We lost because they were a better team. So what does he do? The year He did the first-round pick, give half a million uh, fine to Bill. And then when Deflake came around, you know, oh, I don't believe that was honestly Goodell. I believe that was the other owner saying the Spygate was not enough. We want a harsher punishment for the Patriots. Because four games is completely ludicrous for the deflating footballs. Hmm. But Goodell works for those owners. Sorry, Kraft is a big one, but the other 31 outnumber him. Got to go hard. He did go hard. And not only did he go hard, he exposed this huge weakness in the players' union, which was, hey, guess what? I have the power to suspend a star player with minimal evidence of him doing anything wrong. And he got away with it. I don't think players realized at the time the power Goodell had and managed. And he's even managed to, I think, turn that into another positive for him and the owners. With the latest CBA, now it's a third party that handles punishments, not Goodell anymore. Okay, Goodell lost power. You could say it's a sign of weakness. He got 17 games out of it for a regular season. He also got, what else did he get? Uh, 17 games. He had 14 playoff teams to it as well. All that because players wanted their power back. Mm -hmm. That is brilliant to do. Brilliant negotiating. Yes. So, and, you know, even then you keep up with things like the draft he's kept up with. Um, You know, the football, the the Super Bowl he's never had to really touch with because that's golden. Why change it? Although he also did change all the interviews to primetime, which hasn't done as well in ratings as as other things. But again, it's just another revenue stream for everyone that no one else has thought of. Um, And you look at other sports, baseball, the Fields Dreams. I like the Fields Dreams. I thought it was great. It was cool. The teams could have been better this year. Oh, I know. I don't know why they did that. Like, it should be strictly like Yankees, White Sox, Red Sox, Cubs, Dodgers, Cardinals, Giants, those types of teams. You know, this is the last year they're doing it, right? Really? Yes. They've already said they're not doing it again next year. Why? Because they are building construction in that area, and it's going to ruin it. Oh, my gosh. That is that is Rob Did Manfred. Did Bill Gates buy that cornfield? Like, I don't what? know. But that is Rob Man- Manford for you. You have something nice, and you throw it away. Mm. Uh, I mean, we are definitely, I feel, in a golden age 
of terrible commissioners <laughs> across our sports. Utah, uh, I agree. Listen, I would love to bash Rob Manfred every day of the week, but it's hard to compare him to Roger Goodell. I don't. I would like to compare Roger Goodell to other commissioners. Like I said, because Pete Rozelle. Like I could compare him to Gary Bettman and like the mistakes he's made, but like they're they're different mistakes. So it's hard to compare these people. But I feel like with Goodell's mistakes, again, and a lot of his mistakes were discipline related. They weren't. How much of the football stuff do you not agree with? Yes. I don't agree with 17 games. I don't I'll agree throw with 14 the, Let me throw this in on Goodell, too, though. Um, he's done a wonderful job of listening to the owner's ideas and picking good ones. It was Jerry Jones who came to him a couple of years ago that said that, you know, if we have more offense, wide receiver, and quarterbacks, are they are the face of the league. We have to protect them better. We have to make the game more appealing. And... Since the offense has come up, I know the old heads, some of them are get there and get mad about it, but the games are better than they used to be. Yeah. As it's, but it's grown revenue, it's been better for fantasy, been, and it's been better for people to it's watch. It's been that way for even before Goodell took no, the reins. Not no, like not that. like this. It was no, it was heading up. It was definitely heading up. I know, it was but way but, more offensive based. It was, but Jerry's the one. It's well documented. Jerry's the one who came to him. It was about six, seven years ago now, and, and was like, hey, we have to do more to protect the quarterbacks because they are the face of this league. They are the money maker. If well, you go look at that what happens to any team's revenue if their starting quarterback gets hurt, it goes into the tank. Sh- sure. And there used to be way more quarterback injuries than there are now. And the other, the other one last thing I want to touch on with Goodell too was, uh, do you know eleven teams in the NFL have new stadiums now? That's th- oh, I, I know they've been building them left and right. right. Compare that to baseball. Baseball has eight, which surprised me. I thought it was less than that. But it has eight. The NBA has five. And also, the NFL, I don't know if you guys saw the news, the Bears are getting a new one. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bills are also getting a new one as well. So you're yes, going to have 13 teams. Almost half the league is going to have a brand new stadium. Within, within like 10, 12 years. I've heard there is a little trouble coming with the Bears one. Is it? And there's talks of may- maybe we'll just um, renovate Soldier Field again. And make it a dome. I, I actually pe- found. Did you know Soldier Field is the oldest football stadium? That doesn't yeah. shock me. Yeah, no, I, I, know. Th- I thought it. I thought it'd be Lambo. Doesn't really look anything no. like it used to, though. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously not. But again, I just, you know, it's easy and it's fun to bash on Goodell. But when you step back, you know, would you? Does rather- baseball need new stadiums, though? Obviously, some do. Yeah, I think Tampa. Oakland um, are big ones. And there you go. Oakland again. Sorry, but with Goodell in Oakland, right? He could have stuck around there with the crappy stadiums and all that stuff. But no, you know what? You're not going to support your team. You're clearly not supporting the A's either. You're not a sports town. Let's go to Vegas. I don't love Vegas, but we're going to go there. We're going to get the new stadium. Do you know who made the most money in the league last year in the NFL? The Raiders. They did. The Las Vegas Raiders did. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Oakland really abandoned them, and then they also got a suddenly loyal Vegas crowd. Because, mm. I mean, the second the NHL was even remotely successful in Vegas, you knew, it was coming. You knew, you knew the NFL was like p- probably pushing teams to, like, listen, you need to move. Yeah, but the NBA and the MLB still can't do it. They still haven't been able to get it done. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think, you know, what could have been a good move for both leagues is because – you're kind of ruining the LA thing by slamming two teams there. Um, and I think 
maybe the Raiders and O and the A should have came together and be like, well, yo, let's let's mail let's build a sports complex. Mm. State NFL stadium right next to MLB stadium type of thing. Let's let's throw money at each other. Now I don't know if Oakland can really the A's can do that. Yeah. I don't know. But doesn't that, look like it nowadays. But maybe a couple years ago this would have been an option. Ah, uh, the league probably would have helped them do it. Because do you think? Because it is better for do the you league. Think, I mean, this is going a little off topic. But do you think the Raiders leaving hurt the A's? I think it did. It should have helped them. If it should it. have helped them. You think? But yeah, I, I I think at the end of the day it's kind of hurt. It hurt also because I mean like. They don't now. The A's have to pay every single expense. Oh yeah, that's. Right. I mean, that's right. the biggest thing. Like anything that goes down with that stadium, the A's have to pay and, for. And the other team that moved, the people, uh, the other two teams that moved, uh, the Rams moving from St. Louis. St. Louis, I don't want to say it's a dying t- city, but it's it really, it's really it's just a, it's a dying. Economy. It's just really the Cardinals, and there's no that's room it. for anyone else there. That's there really it. isn't. I mean, even when the Rams were great and the the you know greatest show on turf they they were good for a couple years but then they quickly abandoned them it was no loyalty i think think they should have been they should have gone to vegas and then you can move you you mean la no 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 they can go to vegas raiders can stay in oakland if you can make it work uh and then the chargers can they can move to la and make it a socal thing and then maybe San Diego, because San Diego is totally a man in the Chargers, and LA yeah. doesn't care about the Chargers. Well, they, you have to remember the Rams owner Cronky is the one who f- foot that bill in LA. It was not the Chargers. Yeah, like, foot that bill. Yeah, that yeah, ten fake. billion dollars. Yeah, that one. The league had no say really in that. That was Stan Cronky saying, "I'm going here." With Jerry, well, Jerry Jones was a big one for that. Jerry too, but I mean, you're talking about two of the three most powerful owners in the league who both said it's LA. And, it, and let's be honest, it's been magical for them to do that it's been a huge oh, yeah. boom for, for the rams yes i mean the rams kind of get out like they sell out their stadium but it's like 60 percent right. no, 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 the you, other team right you looked at the nfc championship game it was actually more 49ers but you know what at the end of the day it doesn't matter what fans were there as long as there are fans in those seats spending I, it's that money in the rams pocket I, I do but and also the rams are kind of doing i i think this could be a real disaster because like you're gonna suck in five to six seven years and la doesn't care no i know now maybe those fans will still come in and be like 85 percent the other team but i don't know people don't really want to go to california luckily right now it doesn't look like anyone else in la really is going to get their act together it's just the dodgers do do the lakers look like they're any closer you think the Chargers will be better this year you think the only I mean, we only we think the only problem is re, is Staley. Okay, but like until is, they become a step up franchise, call me. Like, but, <laughs> like, but it, but then, <laughs> but then again, a, a, you talk about oh, if the Rams are charged, okay, you still have a beautiful stadium that you can use for multiple multiple different things. I can't we'll wait. See. College football is probably going to play bowl games. Yeah, it might soon. be a homeless shelter in a few years. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Um, even then, okay, even then, you're still going to get a Super Bowl every five years there with it. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing. Let's, 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 Roger Goodell. Goodell, let's go. Goodell. Uh, here's the thing. There are things, I will give you that, like, yes, he has, again, I kind of think he was riding a wave with getting the NFL where it is today and how much money it makes. And I think it has definitely been better adjusting to streaming and, um, getting to the average fan online and getting them to watch through other means than on uh, cable television. Uh, the other um, thing is sports betting is a, is a huge part of this. Sure. Oh, oh no, le- they've been able to legalize, take fantasy. Legalized betting has been one of 
if not the biggest reason for the NFL's takeoff. Well, no, they've been even be, been able to get their hands in fantasy just to used to be be a dad hobby yeah. with you do with the guys in the cul-de-sac every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, like they got they got their hands on they got shows based around this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like a three or four billion dollar. Oh yeah, thing yeah. yeah. So no, I they have been able to lead the way with yes, sports betting and getting involved in fantasy and taking that stuff to the next level. Um, Which again, but a lot of other sports, I feel like, have hesitated on jumping into that stuff. Mm. But he, here's my other problem with Cadell: his his ability to bring in new fans is good. His ability to piss off fans, I think, is on another level. Though. Oh, absolutely! But at the and end his of the- disconnect with the average fan, I think, is massive. <laughs> up up there with Manfred. And I Maybe. listen. I will even give you that. Yes, he makes better decisions. With like, yes, this whole we're not going to do the field of dreams thing again. It's like, what are you doing? These are your events. Like, I think the NHL went over the top with the outdoor games, but the fact that they're we're going to do this. This is a money maker. We're going to try. Gonna, to, we're going to try to do this. We're going to cool, do like three or four now a year. Yeah, we're going like, to. There's going to be no fans. We're doing it on a lake and late in the mountains. Right. But like, we're going to the big house, like stuff yeah. like the that. gimmicky stuff, and like the MLB definitely needs more than that, and. I think it's hard to do that with football. They, you know, they go to Europe. They go to, what was the, they went to Mexico City yeah, um, and stuff like that. Sure, that's cool. And that's trying to get the international audience in too. Um, but don't send the Jags. Why do they keep sending the Jags to it Europe? Is, it is odd. Like, that's the I one ch- I really I, I don't. Sh- I, I'll tell you why. The Jaguars make more money going to London than they would on a home game. That's pathetic. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if that's true or not, but I can see I that. Mean, I wouldn't be shocked. That's right. possible, yeah. I mean, the Khan family is good at making money. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, they got some European connections. I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But his discipline history, I think he handles these. This is probably everyone's, especially as a Patriots fan's biggest problem with mm-hmm. this this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he let, I'm going to start with Spygate because that one came first. No one knows what Spygate is. No one has a clue. Mm. The Patriots cheated. Filming practices. Filming sidelines. You mean the sideline over there? I can see it. I'm staring at it. I can probably even see it better than a camera way up there. Right, bro? Uh, no. it's a, But that's part of the problem. Goodell let all this information. ESPN spewed misinformation all over about the situation. Don't just let it happen. Patriots are terrible people. None of the other, they got fined for the Jets thing because that was a rule change that happened that year. Uh, and then, like, you know, the Panthers came out, the Rams came out. They, they definitely cheated. That's how they beat us. And then, guess what? Nothing happened. But people still spew that. Why? Because Goodell was never coming out and being like, listen, this is about them and the Jets. This is what they allegedly did. He never came out and did that. He let that situation. Well, okay, but you can you like, like uh, Kurt Warner is a big example of coming out and saying, "Oh, I think they cheated us. That's why we lost." You know, you can't stop players or former players. No, I, but that's when you, you got to come out and said, "Like this is no." He they even reviewed some of this stuff. Like, oh, like uh, I can't remember the coach, but there was even a Patriots coach that said, "Like, yeah, I will turn in all this stuff." And they reviewed all that stuff, and they're like, "This ain't." I don't know what you want. Like, right. this is game film. Like right, so we. I mean, to me, it seems like the punishment was they did something wrong. We told them not to do it. They did it again. We 
you know, at the time, losing a first-round pick was a big deal. It never really happened before. And, you know, losing that pick, you, you, you scare them off. But it was, I think, other owners, players were upset that they had all the success. Is it real or not? Did we get screwed over because of it? And then when Deflategate happened, which, again, deflated footballs is much less of an issue than videotaping someone's sidelines and a player was suspended four games for that not just any player the face that's another one that he let it get way out of hand brady was a big part of letting that oh sure here's the thing i i have mixed feelings about the brady and like the not turning of his over his phone thing um because like i if it's a literal investig legal investigation can i just say though with what happened with John Gruden, that makes me be like, ah, I get why Brady destroyed his phone. Not that Brady says racist things, but I'm just saying here's the thing. John Gruden, who wasn't even part of the Washington investigation at all, well, the then thing. gets screwed over. Here's the thing. Never turn over your phone to your job. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> when it became legal, that's when Brady is, all right, I'll give him my phone. But it should not have gotten to a point where this is going to the courts that was ridiculous. Why? This should have been, all right, your team, you're just deflating footballs. I don't think Brady is in the mastermind being like, ha, 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 I'm deflating football. Like, no. This got way out of, this became a national news story. And, like, it should have, again, why did Goodell not come out? It's like, these are deflated footballs. If it, Even if they did cheat here, I'm not going to, it's going to be a slap on the wrist. They deflated some, some freaking footballs. I, get, like. I think, again, it was because he was getting 31 phone calls from his other bosses saying Listen, we were not happy with the Spygate punishment. That he needs, to, have he needs to tell them to shut their mouths. Hey, I know you guys signed my paycheck and everything, but you're wrong on this one. But here's what he would say. It would be bad for the league to say that the best team and the best player and the best coach and the dynasty it that's been making so much well. money to then tarnish... Yeah, what has no. been, what has been so the, hard. The, the shining gem of the league. But, like, but but the owners don't think that way. They're thinking, I'm making $330 million. Well, no, anyway. you How much money did the New England Patriots make all of them during that time? I bet a lot. Oh, yeah. They actually. I bet to, those teams that hard to sell tickets, oh, the Patriots come to town, suddenly we made a little money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I completely Suddenly we have that. a national game simply because our opponent is Tom Brady. But you guys have to realize, too, it wasn't just the owners, too, that were rooting for Brady and the Patriots to get hit. There oh, was yeah. a lot of players. I remember when Brady originally got the four-game suspension, Patrick Peterson came out and says, this is justice for everyone else in the NFL. Not realizing, wait a minute, the commissioner just suspended one of the faces of the franchise with little to no evidence of it and is getting away with it. This could actually be a huge problem for us. Mm-hmm. No, it was... I'm sick of the Patriots. I want to see them suffer. I want to see them be mediocre like everyone else. Yeah, but, but is that a good thing that he just gave in to petulance? Yeah, that's the thing. He's yeah. terrible at this damage control. It was also during this two weeks in between the AFC championship game and the two bowl. And he needs to be like, at the very least, he'd have been like, this is going to happen. We're going to talk about this after the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> you cannot control the media when it comes to that. No, listen, you cannot totally control the media. But if you can come out and say, like, this is a non-story, like, even if I do punish them, which we're going to do in like two to three weeks, we're going to start talking about that because we have a football game to play still here, people. And like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's some deflated footballs. Uh, and here's the thing. If they actually came out and said the truth, like 
it was the a lot of them were the Colts footballs. Mm-hmm. They would never tell that. They wouldn't let that known that it was a lot of the Colts footballs. It wasn't just Patriots footballs. They were barely under. They also ran the football down the Colts' throat. <laughs> All right, so one one last thing, Gate, I want to talk about real quick though is Bounty Gate with Goodell. Do you guys? I would love to hear New Orleans' opinion. I bring it up every time Sean Payton's talked about. Right. I like to remind so, people the kind of man Sean Payton is. Okay, so people uh, in New Orleans, this never happened. Okay, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I just, you know, quickly about Bounty Gate. Uh, I actually thought Goodell went a little easy on this. When you think of the whole point of it was to injure other players, which to me is much worse than deflated footballs or videotaping sidelines, but. They only lost two two second round picks. They never lost a first rounder for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Peyton was suspended for a year. As you know, what? Let's be honest. He should have been. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he was. Even if he wasn't the ringleader, he was still part of it. Mm-hmm. And Greg Williams, I don't even. He's gone back to coaching. I think. Yeah, he has. But he was an indefinite suspension that would last. That lasted several years. Yes. And you talk about that. That seems more like a fair punishment, but again, you're talking about players' careers here. You're threatening. I feel like that could have been a little bit more. And to go back again with the the Deshaun Watson thing, I just want to touch on that real quick. Again, Goodell has a third person now doing this that's independent of the NFL and independent of the NFLPA. He can go and say, oh, you know what? I don't like that punishment. I'm appealing it and giving it more because that's the public media I'm getting is to give more. Versus, you could have just of, said, it's, well, it's they about did this. time. It's been yes, like, it's ten, that's like, time. here's the thing. He, you're right. He is very quick to adapt and find out new ways to make money. But he is so slow to adapt and figure out PR and like how to, how to like properly deal with my players. Like, mm. oh, they're hitting women. Let's, oh, Three games, two games. Like that'll, right. that'll uh, teach you. Yeah, like exactly. Ray Rice only got like a real suspension and then eventually blackballed because the video came right. out. Right. And again, yes. Because is, the is, average person saw what happened. Right. And again, that was what the first real situation that happened with his discipline mm-hmm. that he looked bad at. And from then on, I think he's gotten Greg Hardy was better. That one was terrible. And Greg Hardy's been blackballed too. He went to the Cowboys. That wasn't Goodell's decision. <laughs> yeah, but right, I'm just we, like, we got to move on. We got to move on. I I was and, and I don't know about Goat Dan, but he's definitely the best commissioner of any of the sports right now. So and who, he definitely gets too much hate. Benman Benman has turned it around a little bit. I mean, mostly that. just because of the Vegas thing. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Silva might be a Chinese agent for all. Adam Silva is awful. Adam Silver is up there with Manfred. Yeah. Adam Silver, I don't even know if he really even does anything. I mean, he did, but now he doesn't do anything because he lost all his power. He, he gave too much power to the players, and now he right. no longer has power. But anyway, moving on. Rapid fire news real quick. Tristan Cassis, top prospect for the Red Sox, was called up over the week, making his major league debut, and then he ended up homering last night. What? Still losing, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah Still losing the Rays. Yeah, I know. Uh, also... And the NFL news came out. Trey Lance was bothered after the news that the 49ers were keeping Jimmy G. I don't know what's wrong with San Francisco. Not even just decision making, but why can't we keep anything in house? I don't know. I don't. That's that's my sort of issue now with the Niners. Is California. Like, yeah. Like why why are you unable to keep anything in house? Anyway, 
Um, also over the week, the Rays took two or three from New York and then went on and played the Sox and won last night. They found themselves uh, four and a half games back of the AL East. Uh, the Yankees at one point led the division by 15 and a half games. Can I slow down rapid fire news for Yeah, a you can. Were you slightly rooting for the Rays this week? Oh, I was 100% rooting for the Rays. <laughs> Against the Red Sox? Okay. Oh, no, I hope they sweep the Sox. Okay. Yeah. kind of was too. No, I 100% am. Um, also, the Mets dropped two of three on the last weekend of the Washington Nationals. They ended up losing yesterday to the Pirates as well. And now the Atlanta Braves have moved into a tie of first place with the New York Mets. Uh, the Mets have led the division all season except for April 12th was the only day, I believe, that they didn't lead the division. So, also oh, in other news, Serena Williams, she retired. Oh, thank goodness. One of our favorites <laughs> on the show. Ah, a lovely. She also made some comments that I I want to touch on real quick, which was, what was it, Dan? I wouldn't have to retire if I was a man. Yeah, but that's basically it. But like, here's the thing, Serena, you're the best ever in tennis. My goodness, you are a whiner. And at what point <laughs> do you have to hand in the victim card? Like she's worth how? How much did you look it up? It was, it was like, like three hundred million. Or something. Worth three hundred million dollars. You can do whatever oh, you want. But if she was a man, <laughs> it might be four hundred million dollars. Uh, I doubt that actually. Actually, I, I, I think she makes more money as a woman because she gets so she, much more she, sponsorship. She definitely makes more than your average tennis player on the men's side. Oh, definitely. But, but your three hundred million dollar net worth. You can do whatever you want, Serena. You can hire someone to take care of your kids. Or you could have, you know, married a man who didn't make a ton of money either and been like, hey, you can take care of the kids. And But, like, we know how this works. Mm. You need someone who's just as successful as you. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. So, come on. Come on. At, at 300 million net worth, you got to hand in the victim card. <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right. College football started over. That was harsh. Serena's the best women's player of all time. She is. Okay. <laughs> One of the best tennis players to ever grace the court. Okay. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to John McEnroe it either. I'm tennis. leaving it at that. I like tennis. <laughs> watch some tennis this week. Actually, I flipped. I turned off the Red Sox game to watch some tennis this week. Did you that's, really? That's how bad it was getting. The <laughs> anyway, college football started over the weekend. I'll go over some of the uh, you know the ranked teams. Pittsburgh beating West Virginia in the closing seconds, 38 to 31, on one of the worst drops you will ever see a wide receiver make, going right into the Pittsburgh defender's arms, who returned it to the house for a touchdown and ended up being the deciding factor in the game. NC State survived a scare against East Carolina University thanks to ECU missing the extra point that would have tied the game in the final seconds. Damn. Yeah, it was rough. Damn. <laughs> um, Arkansas beating Cincinnati 31-24. to Houston, number 25, ranked the Cougars. Survived a double overtime game against the University of Texas San Antonio, winning 37 35. Georgia beat the brakes off listen, Oregon. Listen, we watched that San Antonio game. Don't sleep on them. They're good. Oh, yeah, that I know. The quarterback's that. really good. You know, San, they're, they're one of the up and coming programs in all of football. Um, Georgia beat the brakes off Oregon 49 3. That doesn't help Oregon if they, try, if they want to try and make the Big Ten. Uh, Florida took down Utah 29-26, and Ohio State takes down Notre Dame 21-10. And with that, the Pac-12 has one team left. I know, right? USC, mm -hmm. who destroyed Rice, but I didn't even think that was really worth talking about because it's Rice. All right. With that, though, 
that has been it for rapid fire news. Moving on. So as we talked about, we have we have Dan here to break up the echo chamber <laughs> a little bit. And Dan, I know you're going to brush back on some of the things we've talked about over the last month and a half. So let's get started. Start with start with the Kyler one. I know you're going to blend them together a little bit, but but let's start with that one because that's the one you're going at me for mostly. Yes. Um, so. I did not approve of the Kylo Murray extension. I believe I texted you right away saying, this is what stupid organizations do, making mm-hmm. dumb decisions. And I like Kyler Murray for the most part as a player. He's a good quarterback. He's exciting. Uh, you know, I know there was talk of him being MVP early last year. The guy's a talented player. I'll give him that. Everything else, though... I've got a quote here from someone named Larry Fitzgerald, who's the best Cardinal ever. And he's one of those guys who doesn't speak much. But when he does speak, you tend to listen. He does have a podcast now. So he's speaking a little more. A little more. But do you know what he called Kyler Murray? Spoiled. Mm -hmm. Your quarterback is spoiled? Oh, that's great. That's great leadership quality. Now, some of this does fall on the Cardinals organization as a whole. I think what he was referring to is... They drafted him. They rolled out the red carpet. You know, don't forget they Josh Rosen. They just drafted, like, mm-hmm. the six-pack. Cut him immediately. Not even, like, a quarterback competition. Just said, here's the job. It's yours. And Josh th- Rosen does suck. I know. But I think, I think with Kyler Murray, though, I think it was, okay, I got this. Uh, I want more money. He still had, what, like two years left on this deal? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I'm going to scrub my social media of being a cardinal. Mm. What? That's great leadership going into the offseason. Oh, I'm really going to get excited working with this quarterback. He cares more about social media than he does about playing football. This is great. And then the Cardinals caved a little bit, gave him a, a agreed to his fifth year a year before they had to. Mm-hmm. And that still wasn't enough for him. Mm. Nope, he wants everything right now. Mm. And for what exactly, again, for a quarterback who plays nine games really well, Mm -hmm. who, when he finally gets to the playoffs, clearly is not trying his best, Mm. is not putting his full effort into it. I just, I don't love it. I, I don't love the leadership aspect of, okay, we gave this guy who has not been a great leader, has not been great. You know, when you hear the legendary quarterbacks, what do they always talk about? You know, players run through walls for them. People ran through walls for Brady, Manning, Montana, mm. all of them. Even Aaron Rodgers used to be madly loved by his teammates. Mm. I don't I don't hear players coming out to defend Kyla Murray mm. like I would with that. And melding it in with Lamar Jackson now. Lamar, who's won an MVP, who's I think more dynamic of a player than Murray. Murray might be a better thrower, but I think Lamar is. I want you. I want. I want this separate. Okay. I want this separate a little bit, simply because I think it's. I think it's important to separate this argument. All right. Um, one is a class of the NFL as far as an organization uh, standards that it should be way higher in a team that is largely succeeded no matter who's been under center. It seems like, and they've been able to have more than one successful quarterback. Uh, Kyler Murray is also 23, 24 years of age. And as apart from what Larry Fitzgerald said, I love Larry. He's great. No one says bad things about Fitzgerald. And he might not even necessarily be wrong. However, 
I think Fitzgerald needs to realize that today's NFL is a little bit different than the one that he played in. And if you want to be honest with ourselves right now, what quarterbacks in the league aren't kind of a headache? Lamar Jackson. He wants all his money guaranteed. Okay, but oh, well, that's, that's that's part of the trend, though. Okay, but I'm just. Uh, the, I mean, well, okay, you, the, no, Deshaun, no, 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 no. The, it's not a trend. One owner, one desperate franchise gave it to one guy, and now other people want it. Let's not call it a well, trend. Well, they were the the Kirk rookies. Cousins, the, the, Kirk Cousins' contract is fully guaranteed. Uh, yeah, the but fir- how long was it though? Like two or three. Years. Yeah, it wasn't a long. Like all the first and like half the second round picks it, got him. Yeah, on their rookie deals though, um, I know. not 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 on seven year extensions, no, six year extensions. I know there's um, a difference, but so here's that's that's the first thing I want to say. Uh, a lot of them have their issues. It seems uh, Brady has become a bit of a prima donna. <laughs> Aaron is a headache. Uh, let's be honest about that. Aaron is a headache. I know Lamar is a good dude, but now he wants all his money guaranteed. Deshaun Watson, come on. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I hear a lot of a lot of things about most of them. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. is Patrick is lovely. His uh, <laughs> others around him are the headache, <laughs> but they're not going anywhere. Matt Stafford. So I feel like Staff. No, Stafford's not a headache at all. Um, but he's older. Josh Allen. Well, you, Josh you listed Allen's you listed Brady and and okay. Rogers, and I know Allen. They- Allen is the Allen is the gold standard at this point, and Patrick would be the gold standard, except some of the people around him are a headache. Matt Ryan. I mean, mean, Jared Goff, when he got his money, there was no talk or anything like that. I'm just saying. I'm talking about superstar quarterbacks. I'm talking about the ones that. that, Oh, you mean the the quarterback that actually made it to a Super Bowl? Joseph Burrow. Joe is great. But he has not up for contract yet either. But yeah, so we'll see. Sure. We'll see when that happens. He's Um, also made a Super Bowl, so he might. That's true. He might really. That's the other thing. Let's see what happens with that also. Um, But with Kyler, he has gotten better every single year, okay? He is growing. He is getting better. Um, the fall-offs at end of the years, are they Kyler or are they Cliff Kingsbury? Well, you're putting all your eggs in Kyler, so you better well, hope it's, it's I, Cliff. It, it's exactly. Probably, and, maybe, and what you hope is now that Kyler is getting older hey, and is, better. Here's the thing about that. And can be more secure now that he's getting paid. You expect Kyler to now be able to overcome some of the deficiencies that might be Cliff Kingsbury. Well, the thing about that is, you say he gets better every year, and you ask, is it him or is it Cliff Kingsbury? I think it's both, because he gets better every year, but he also seems to get a little more brittle every year. Mm. And I think that is leading to these fall-offs as well. Like, it's got... Maybe. He, when he's not... He's not 100%. The past two years, he has not been 100%. No, I know. At the end of the year. But the biggest thing is the organization, okay? What were the Cardinals before Kyler? Uh, a team that made a Super Bowl. With- okay, when they had Bruce Arians, and they got uh, Carson... Warner- Kurt Warner is one that made it to the Super Bowl. Then yeah. they got Carson Palmer, revived his career, made an yes. NFC Championship game. So Carson they, Palmer they, also finished second MVP that year. Yes. So when when they had Bruce Arians, who's now a Super Bowl winning coach, and when they brought in, he was on a Super Bowl <laughs> winning staff. <laughs> uh, and when they brought in established winning veterans, they've been good. When they've done things on their own, they have not been since. Uh, Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner, they have largely been a disaster. Right. So, again, so, so the franchise was a mess before Kyler got there. What are the alternatives for the Cardinals? What else? And also, like I said, given that the Rams are amazing, but maybe we think the Super Bowl window is probably only open for another year or two, and the Niners have no idea if their quarterback can play, and Seattle is in a rebuild, 
this was the time you have to do it. And they're only paying Kyler for the prime years of his career. That's why I'm okay with that one. See, I, I don't because I think they're already in Kyler's prime of his years. I don't you suddenly don't get better at not getting hurt. That's just not you become how it works. you do get to get on that TV twelve man. You do get better at doing things from the pocket. They better and not running just, around as much. And I will I will circle back to the Carlson Palmer Kurt um mm-hmm. Kurt discussion there is Larry Fitzgerald played with both of them. He's seen what established good quarterbacks do. One's with leadership. One with, you know, the commitment to play the game. And then you see this rookie come in who's essentially been handed everything. He was handed everything pretty much in Oklahoma. (laughs) He was handed everything since he's been at Arizona. Has not had to earn anything on his own. Again, maybe this isn't Kyler's fault as much as it's an organization's fault. Mm -hmm. But But you can can see... Instantly, yeah. but the organization is my hangout. That's that's the thing. I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with a lot of you're saying. What I'm saying is, is that the standard in Arizona is not that high. And what is the Arizona Cardinals shown that they can do without Kyler? What were they doing before Kyler? But have they ever had a problem of players being bad people no. acting out? Like no. Larry Fitzgerald no. was brought up in that organization. He's a model citizen. No, I know. Exactly. It's not about that. But on and off the field, it is... but it's just about the fact that they don't win. Yeah, and like sometimes that can break a person down, but like Kyler Murray, people knew Kyler Murray was immature mm-hmm. before he was drafted. Yes. And like honestly, of all of all the immature quarterbacks, like I know like there's a new we've talked about this, there's a new age of quarterbacks being very arrogant mm-hmm. even from the get-go. It's almost like an NBAism it is. type thing. A little bit. Yeah, because I mean they are the guy. They are the sexiest guy on the field in terms of putting up numbers it, it starts with you you get the ball for before anybody else i mean there's the center but whatever we'll get to that discussion um <laughs> anyway so like but he's kind of of all the quarterbacks today i think he is the most immature probably because like even like you look at baker like i think the browns did make him worse and i think he blew that way out of proportion but i did understand where he was coming from mm. he's like i kind of think i'm a starting quarterback and you just gave up on me like come on guys Mm-hmm. Like move me out, but like yeah, you blew that up. But like other than that, like Lamar's not making a huge deal out of it. He's no. not throwing a hissy fit. No. And and listen, I wouldn't like Kyler. I it would, I would have to hold my nose and pay him. But I think Arizona did what Arizona had to do, considering the standard of the franchise, where they were before Kyler, and where they are now. See, see what I think Arizona should have done, just real quick, is the Kirk Cousins method that Washington did, which was look at it. You're gonna play out your rookie deal. We're gonna franchise you. Mm-hmm. We want you to. We want you to prove to us you're worth the money. Mm-hmm. I would have called Kyler. I said, okay, so you're gonna give up on football after three years? All this money that's potentially waiting for you to what? Go be a minor leaguer in baseball? Yeah, go play with the A's. Right. Go go ride the bus everywhere. Yeah, like you're not gonna make nearly yeah. as much money. If I was running Arizona, I don't know if I would have done what Arizona did. I probably would have franchised him, or I probably would have just played chicken with him. But I get it, and I will defend what they did. I don't think it's egregious. I get why they did what they did. Moving on to the other one. Uh, I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk about the Lamar one. Uh, so Lamar, again, I, it, for me, it's it's really hard to separate Kyler Murray with Lamar on this because it's so similar. Mm. Um, but Lamar has, as far as I know, taken very well to coaching. Mm-hmm. When he won his MVP, which Kyler has never received a, a vote for, um, 
You know what he did? He posted on Twitter a picture of him, picture of him and John Harbaugh working together on the sidelines, mm-hmm. saying, "Thank you, Coach. I would have never have gotten here without you." Yes. Lamar is not an elite thrower. He's not a very good thrower. He's okay, which mm-hmm. is a huge improvement from where he was when he first got drafted, mm-hmm. or even in Louisville when he really just chucked it wherever he could. <laughs> but he has evolved. He has taken coaching very well. Um, we will see how he does with injury this year. But, again, this is just now for him to get paid, and it's the only time you've heard him say anything about getting paid or anything like that. And it's only because it's – and, I, you know, I, I don't blame Lamar either for acting like this. Because, again, either. you look in your division, you go, this guy is going to miss a year and a half, mm-hmm. and he's getting a fully guaranteed – a second major deal. Mm-hmm. What do I've won an MVP? I've won a playoff game now. Mm-hmm. What more do I need to do to get my money? Yeah. So I, I, and you know, Baltimore usually has a history of great drafting players, and I understand they're probably scared off from Joe Flacco and that what happened there. Exactly. But Lamar's so much better than Joe Flacco. I, I'm sorry, he is. There's, there's no question about it. I don't know. Joe Flacco was great in the for playoffs. three playoff games, <laughs> and then after he no. got his. After he got his money, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Yeah, he was pretty. Bad. I mean, he it was more than just three playoff games. He was he was he was always tough for the Patriots. No, the defense was tough. They just gave Joe Flacco a lot of chances. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I let you I let you talk back with him on this one first, and then but I have plenty to say because you know me and you are on a similar wavelength on this one. Well, are you saying they shouldn't pay Lamar at all? No no no, 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 no. He's saying. I, I think I. I no, think he's saying they, they should have done pay. it already. Oh, are you? Are you? Okay, okay. All right, just want to clear that up. Okay. Because like I, I think they should pay him, and I. I the problem is the market is broken, mm-hmm. and so the Ravens are stuck. You're right. He's won. A, yeah, he's won an MVP. He's won a playoff game. Um, he is. Although, yeah, he had. He's going to have some injury issues just based on the running type of guy that he is. Mm. And at this point, like, your arm, that's about as strong as it's going to get, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you can do. You're a grown man. Um, so this is what it is. But he's still, he's not as brittle as a Kyler Murray. So I, I do want them to pay him. I do think he should. But, like, the market is broken. I think that's the biggest problem. But what, what, what else can you do at this point? Okay. You're gonna you're gonna give up on him? You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, you're gonna go get somebody else. You're gonna I, make him play. How can you're gonna you, make him show? I think the Cardinals should have done that. Right. Oh, well, let me explain this then. What? This is a two different franchises. The standard in Baltimore is not the standard in Arizona. And Baltimore drafts well. They have a Hall of Fame coach. They will be okay. They will find someone else, whether it be draft or getting someone in the open market. But the standard for Baltimore is we should be. Super Bowl contenders consistently. I think you need to give them better weapons. And Con- to do that, you need to make them take a discount. So you. I hate when people bring up the weapons thing with Lamar. Okay, you don't get everything in the NFL. He has had a great defense, he has had great coaching. He has had an offensive coach in uh, uh, Romeo. Uh, uh, Greg Roman. Uh, Greg Roman, who has tailor made an offense for what he can do. Okay? I'm sorry that he hasn't had the best weapons in the league, but when you've been given everything else, it seems like you got to be able to, you got to be able to, to deal with that and overcome it. And largely, he has. He is great in the regular season. 
However, I think that he has reached his plateau as a thrower of the football. Matt Stafford on that great Rams team still had to come back trailing or late in games multiple times in the playoff. Brady had to come from behind multiple times in the playoffs. Mahomes had to come from behind multiple times in the playoffs to get his Super Bowl and win. Do you have any confidence that Lamar even one time, one time, even though, as I've said, everybody else has had to do it multiple times in the playoffs, could within a minute 30, down a touchdown, from the pocket, throw the ball, get down the field, and win a game? Uh, you will have to do that in the playoffs to win a Super Bowl. And no matter how talented your team is, playoff football is extremely situational, and a lot of times it comes down to those closing minutes. I have no confidence that Lamar Jackson will ever be a good enough thrower in the football to do that. So if you're going to pay him $40 million, which is what the market is, he's not going to accept anything less, you have now taken yourself out of the Super Bowl contention window, in my opinion. You can win all the regular season games and make all the playoffs. You are no longer a Super Bowl contender. Do you think any quarterback would win with uh, Hollywood Brown and last year it was Sammy Watkins as the number two? I know uh, uh, I know What's-His-Face emerged. that came out. Uh, Derek, Derek Carr did pretty well when Darren Waller was hurt and his main weapon was just Hunter Renfro. Um, they also would build the team. Hunter Renfro is they would really also, good. They also would build the team differently for a different quarterback. Right. I think, But I think with the Lamar thing, though, is you you do have a, such a different offense. Teams have such a hard time preparing for Even now, they've slowed down the Ravens from when he won the MVP, but they haven't stopped it. No. And the only reason it got stopped last year, and it wasn't even really even stopped, it was because Lamar got hurt. Yeah. Now, but even then, even then, again, the Ravens week twelve were the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, he was. He is wonderful in the regular season. Okay, but what? Okay, but what? Okay, <laughs> but we but, know what playoff football comes down to, right? And you think multiple and, times. So you think it's okay to pay for the quarterback Kyler Murray, who? If can, I was the Baltimore Ravens, no, I wouldn't pay Kyler Murray. But I'm not. I'm the Arizona Cardinals. What the hell was my franchise beforehand? The standard in Arizona is not Super Bowls. The standard in Arizona is not even be upper echelon Super Bowl contenders. And until the organization looks like it's ready to be that, which they still don't, I still don't think the head coach is great. I think the GM is average, cool. and I think they're an average run operation. I get it. Baltimore is not. Baltimore is a well-run cornerstone franchise, and if you're going to pay $40 million to this guy, you are taking yourself out of the Super Bowl window contention. I'm confused. So why should... The Ravens just say whatever with this guy. I'm not even saying and then, whatever. And then I assume you want them to draft a quarterback with this nice upcoming draft of quarterbacks. Like I, if if it, if it gets to a point where Lamar doesn't prove to you this season that anything is different, and now he's saying he will not play without that $40 million, you draft another quarterback. But why should a premier franchise or you do trade that for one. and not... The Cardinals. Because the Cardinals won't find anything better than Kyler. The Cardinals will never be able to build anything without Kyler. See, I think... Whereas Baltimore can. But they'll be able to draft a better quarterback than the Ravens would. The Ravens will still win games this year. Oh, are they going to develop him? The Ravens can trade for a pick. They could trade Lamar and get a pick. Maybe. Someone would take it. Oh, you know someone would oh, take someone it. Oh, someone would absolutely take yeah. Lamar. Would, but, would it would it would really one of those teams take it? I don't know. Let's assume it's you know, it's gonna be like the, the crappy teams, the obvious ones. I don't know why they would take it. Or if you want, you Especially could, you, they're could gonna bring, draft you could bring in a bridge one. Garoppolo. Let's say Lance yeah, let, let's say Garoppolo stays on the Niners all year. Lance looks like a failure. Lamar 
first round picks, two of them maybe. And we get Jimmy G. One 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 issue I do have with with not paying them too is so you do have this kid who's who from all accounts has worked his ass off to oh, get to I have no problem with Lamar as the like person. Again, he from all I've heard, he everyone raves about it being coached, a great leader, a great teammate. If you're an organization, you say, okay, you've worked this hard for us. You've done, you've had a lot of success with us. We've had a lot of success with you. We're not paying you. Thank you for your services. Goodbye. Now, I know this is a business, but if you're. Now, well, I, I would leak the, uh, the, the offer I gave him. I'm not saying don't pay him at all. What I'm saying is that don't pay him what the market is saying. If I could get Lamar for 31, 32 million, I'd do it. But that's not what it is. I get it. But if you're if you're another player in that locker room and you're saying this guy couldn't get it, why do I want to stick around here risking my? He's risking our body, his body, just like the rest of us do. Yeah. And you're not going to pay him. I don't want to be here. This is ridiculous. I'm not. I'm not going to get what I deserve. You don't respect what we do here. I'm out. I think they could. They could manage. It. No, there's a, there's a lot of players that say, you know what, you're paying me. I don't care. You just came. And like I said, you don't well, offer all... him nothing, and you make sure it leaks to the media what you did offer him. He's and popular thir- in that locker room. Thirty-two million dollars. What? He's popular in That's that locker I mean. room. No, I know, but but you but it's not like we're not paying at all. What you're saying is is like we think that the market is broken. You haven't shown it in playoff time that you're going to be able to be worth forty million that we can just give up. You know have the deficiencies on our roster two or three years and you're going to be able to overcome it. We'll leak it to the media. $32 million, he turned it down. So you're not not paying him. You're just not paying him Deshaun Watson's contract. Oh, that, that really did ruin everything. It did. It 100% <laughs> did. And that's why you're sitting here in this in this spot today. And, and I'm not even saying I mean, the Aaron Rodgers as one. Baltimore that maybe we don't revisit this at the end of the year and have a different conversation. What I would tell Lamar is, you got hurt last year. You've won a playoff game, despite the roster we've given you and how great your finishes are. Show us that you can stay healthy, that you have evolved as a passer, and sh- give us the confidence that you will hit that net echelon, and we'll talk at the end of the season. And if he does that, pay him. Pay the man. But if he doesn't, you can't pay $40 million to him. You can't do it. I don't think you can. So... So one MVP and one playoff win does not equal getting paid. Uh no. Okay. No. But but being hurt half the year and completely trashing in the playoffs gets you paid. And getting a <laughs> and getting a study clause put in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was taken out, but like I'm I, hey. I'm not even sitting here saying Kyler's better than Lamar, but Kyler is a better thrower of the football than Lamar, which makes me think that maybe the ceiling for Kyler is higher. And he, he still has time to reach that. But I, he's so I feel, immature. I feel Lamar has reached his. Lamar's maturity alone would make me want to pay him more. Not more money, but just more enticed to pay the man. Yeah, $32 million. What, what, what is that, nothing? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I know. We're all, we're all poor here. But like, yeah, like, I'm not saying he's not worth anything, but fully guaranteed $40 million? No. Do you think he, do you really think Kyler's worth more? I, yes, I understand the arm is better. Is it really that much Well, wait, better? wait, 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 wait. wait. Kinda. No, 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 no. I would pay them about the same, but go look at what they're asking. Lamar's asking for more than Kyler. As he should. He's he won an MVP a, in a playoff he, game. He's got a better resume than Kyler Murray He does, does. but he, he has a better organization and coach. So what? Yeah, You're going to hold that against him now? I'm not holding it against him. I'm but just he, saying that he was given more to start with, and Kyler's a better uh, thrower of the football. Who, he's not going to see it that way. 
I don't care how he sees it. This is reality. And the reality is, is that at this point, unless Lamar shows me something else this year, if you pay him what he is asking, you are no longer a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, I have some stats on Kyler Murray to show how immature he is. Uh, go if for you it. want. So go for it. I have, some, I have two stats. The first ones I'm going to give you are him on just normal everyday games. Okay. The other ones are him during double XP weekends for Call of Duty. Oh, no way. So his passer rating will go from 97.43 to 89.65, a drop of 7.77. He has an average drop of about six yards per game per week okay. between running and passing. Uh, uh, his completion percentage drops only about 0.1%, but his record goes from uh 18 16 to 4 and 7. Okay. So then he goes to sub 500. That's kind of a big one. Yeah, it's not great. So like I don't want I if you have to put a study clause in the contract, I feel like you're getting into bed with the wrong person. I mean, again, would I have done it the exact way Arizona did? I'm just defending what they did cuz I get it. And I just don't have any confidence that Arizona would find better. Here's the thing. You say they can't draft and develop. Why is Kyler Murray so talented? I mean, he was like the best Texas quarterback statistically. I mean, he is but if, off the chain. If you call his bluff. Talented. And, and he's like. I probably would have called his bluff. If he then said, I'm not playing. Oh, you're going to suck. And I know it's the NFC, so you might just win, stumble into some games because everyone else sucks too. But you're going to have a good pick. You are. A better pick than if Lamar didn't play a single snap. For the Ravens, because the Ravens are built different. Yeah, and and, and one more thing with Lamar. So you'll draft a better quarterback. So like mm-hmm. last year, like I said, Week Twelve, number one seed with the Ravens. Lamar goes down and they miss the playoffs. You remember how injured Lamar that team better was? not go down. You remember, remember how injured that team was last year? Yeah, they had no running backs the start of the year. I yeah, know. their entire secondary was out. What Week Two? Yeah, yeah. And he was the number one seed in the AFC yeah. Week Twelve. But guess what? That's the AFC is different now. That's the other thing about this is I've talked Cincinnati about Cincinnati has an O line. I'm talking about the they fact they were beating but that's Cincinnati. The, but that's the part. But that's the other thing that, that I mentioned about this is is the circumstances surrounding Arizona right now are perfect, and I, I get why you just got to say we just got to do it now. This is where the window has never been this open. The AFC now I have to deal with Justin Herbert, Russell oh, Wilson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson eventually, Derek Carr. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. All right, all right. So so you're telling me you're going to have to deal with most of those quarterbacks for the next 10 years, correct? Yes. So instead of working with the quarterback that we have, who, again, has, has a pretty good resume already, we're going to draft and hope that we get someone who's good because there are plenty of quarterbacks out there that don't work that are drafted. Oh, like, I don't know, Green Bay Packers. They know how to draft quarterbacks. They know how to... How's Jordan Love doing? Listen, listen, listen. When the Vikings win the division this year. Oh, my God. And Aaron Rodgers has pissed Green Bay off for the last time. Go give him, go give him Lamar hey. and, and some picks and get Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing. You say that it's never been more wide open. And I get it. The NFC sucks. The Cardinals aren't beating the Rams by any means. They're not beating the Bucs. What if the Rams fall up? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know about Tampa. Why? Because they're falling apart. Oh, come on. Tom, they're, they're falling apart. Uh, what did the... The Arizona got worse. 
They lost their best pass rusher in Chandler Jones. He they went did. to Vegas. I know you brought in uh, Hollywood Brown, but like you're gonna miss. Okay, but you have another year of maturing for, Rond- for Rondell Moore in the office, who <clears throat> emerges as a nice weapon. DeAndre will come back, and the division is significantly worse than it was before. I don't think if it's Jimmy G, I don't think you're beating San Fran. If they turn it over to Jimmy G. Oh, come on. They might, and they probably will. Listen, I don't know their schedule, but if they're playing San Fran in the second half, Mm -hmm. San Fran wins. Do you think Jimmy G's there next year, though? No. Okay, Okay, then. And and another thing with trying to draft a replacement for Lamar, or maybe trading one, 49ers, another team. You love Kyle Shanahan. How's how's the the, uh, Trey Lance experience going so far? It's undecided. That's not not good. Right. Okay, so that's another organization you trust draft. A draw with quarterbacks. Uh, I no, I don't think I do. I, I trust Kyle Shanahan to get the most out of whatever he is given, but that doesn't mean I trust their decision making when it comes to picking one. Okay, but what you're saying is uh, what I'm trying to say is with Baltimore. Okay, you get rid of Lamar, and you are sort of crossing your fingers, hoping that the next guy you get can even play in the league. Yeah. Because don't forget, half the quarterbacks that are drafted can't even play in the league. I know they can't. Although. I think now with how many reps they take, how much easier it's come for the offense, they're hitting at a more rate than they ever used to. Yes, but again, you, you okay, the Packers, we can agree, is an organization that's always... Are they? The what, Packers? They no, are they hitting at a higher rate? I think they are. Yes, and I think I have mixed feelings about that. Yes and no. All I'm saying is if you're going to pay this man $40 million, he is not good enough, he is not talented enough as a thrower of the football to overcome that, especially when we get playoff time. And situational, which is all playoffs are, he's he's just never he's not gonna be able to do it. Okay, here's another one for you. Frank Wright. Yeah. Right. He's pretty good with quarterbacks. He we is. saw what happened to Carson Wentz after he left. Yeah. And he went when he went back to Frank Wright. He still is struggling to find quarterbacks. Yes. It's not just coaching, it it takes the actual individual he's got a quarterback team. now. Yeah, now, I love Matt Ryan for them. But I'm just saying it takes like I, I don't even think Carson Wentz was all that bad last year. I, I was a little. Surprised I'm not saying Baltimore is just going to be able to hit the ground running the very next year. They might have to take it. Might take a year or two, but or then, something like that. But then you're, ta- you're but, but about- you want to extend this man for six years. You basically just guaranteed to me for six years you are not capable of making a Super Bowl. So you think. In two years, you draft a new guy, you get a new. You're giving me a face as if you wanted to pay Lamar. You didn't even want to pay Lamar. I don't want to pay him the big bucks. That's why I said thirty-two million. Um, maybe I do thirty-five. Is this <sighs> maybe? But like, you, you, you think Lamar's not a hard person to really work with? It seems. No, he's if not. You can sit this him, is not about him. If you can sit him down, like listen, person. if you can hit the thirty-five, maybe thirty-seven. Like, and you can say, like, listen, we want to get you weapons also because, like, like, come on, man, like, you're not the best thrower. <laughs> But you win games, so we want to pay you. But we want to pay someone else to make you a slightly better thrower so we'll win the next game. You can get to the playoffs. You won that MVP. Let's win the next game. Mm. Let's win that. Let's win the AFC Championship. Let's get to that Super Bowl. If you can work with him like that, then I, maybe. He seems to work with people. I Except the mom's doing the contract, and, and she thinks that her Wait, baby, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. His, that's his agent. That's hilarious. And, you know, her baby is, is every bit as good as Deshaun Watson. Yeah, well, he, I think he is. Oh, He's definitely a better person. Okay. okay All right. Let me ask you now, moving me, on. We got to move on. One last question. Okay, go. 
Who is the single most? Who is the single offensive player you'd be more terrified to face than Lamar? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. Uh, I, I see. I you I know how to beat Brady. You get pressure up the middle. You make him get rid of it quicker, and you hit him. And then Brady folds like an accordion. Lamar, but can you do that for four quarters? Here's what right. I tell. Here's, no, I here's what I tell my offense. Get it together. Let's get a lead early, and we've won the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. But I just mean with, with Lamar, you have to focus so much extra attention. You do, to him. and it's it, he's great, and it's tough, and he wins a lot of games for a reason. It's just the playoffs when you're facing the best of the best. It's all situational, and no matter how great your roster is, they all seem to be. Facing a deficit at some point, many times, multiple times, and Lamar has never shown me that he can really come back from behind in the closing minutes of a game. Okay. Hmm. So, with that, guys, we are going to take a quick break, and then we will move on to the Patriots going through that schedule and our predictions for the Pats this regular season. Stick with us, guys. back from our slow year roll time to talk local patriots and it is depressing <laughs> but uh, we're going to go through we're going to game game by game we're going to see do we think they'll beat this team do we think we're going to lose to this team and uh looking at the start of the schedule oh boy oh that doesn't look good now it does depend on like how you feel about some of these teams are they going to be better or worse than last year but the dolphins a lot of questions about that offense. New head coach, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Do we like the Patriots against Miami? It's not been good historically, but maybe different coach. I like them week one because Bill, especially last year too, showed against rookie head coaches that he can overmatch them. You have Tua trying to get acclimated with a bunch of new pieces and a head coach who's never been a head coach before. Week one, as much as I don't like the Pats this year, and I've been super depressed and critical about Bill and going forward, I do think they can take out a W in week one, even though it's at Miami. Mm. Okay. What about you, Dan? Uh, I, I completely agree. Oh, okay, cool. The, the, the Dolphins head coach, uh, it's his first year of being a head coach. He was the former coordinator of Kyle Shannon at the 49ers. He never called plays there. He has an offensive coordinator that's also never called plays before. So you're going to go to week one, first time anyone's ever called a play, against the greatest, the greatest defensive coach of all time. Yeah. just That's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know to his limitations. Who knows if he'll blows up on the sideline because he only has three targets or something like that. Or mm-hmm. Tua underthrows him. Mm-hmm. So I like the... I do like the Patriots here. All right. What about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with all that. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, yeah, the, our biggest problem is our offense might not do anything. And yeah. Miami focused all their – put all their money on offense this this year. So, yes, maybe did. we'll be able to do something. So, all right, I'll agree with that. Okay. Want to know, week two at Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. Um, I highly doubt Kenny Pickett will play this game. They'll beat Trubisky. 
though limited. You, Bill's not going to confuse him like he would a rookie quarterback. Um, Pittsburgh, I just think their defense is going to overwhelm uh, the lack of talent that is the New England Patriots offense and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge trying to call plays. Uh, you're in week two, so you expect the Steeler defense to be, at this point, pretty much completely healthy still. I like Pittsburgh in this spot at Pittsburgh. I'm going one and one. They lose to the Steelers. Okay. Uh, you, you're right. This doesn't look good in yeah. terms of the Steelers' um, uh, defense. The mm-hmm. one thing I like is I do like Bill's mind against Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he's older now, so he won't be fooled. Mm. But his, I don't know, just lack of ability mm. is the what you need to attack. Mm-hmm. You need to get after him. And if you can do that to keep this game close, maybe. But probably, you're right, probably not. Mm. One and one. Yeah. I say 2-0. and oh. I know you do. Uh, again, for all the reasons you listed, I think this is going to be one of those games where the final score is 9-3. to three. <laughs> um, The Steelers' offensive line is not very good. It's very poor. It's going to it be is. the weakest part of that offense. It is. Uh, is Trubisky going to have time to get his the ball to the weapons of Claypool? And, um, Pickens, Pickens and Johnson. Pickens is the rookie, right? Yes. Yeah, we, We'll see how that goes. He's looked very good. I know. Um, and Najee Harris, while great for fantasy, I don't think is overall a great running back. 1,200 yards last year on the ground. Not even four yards a carry either. He had that many touches. Do you think that's a large part with his offensive line, though? Again, it could be. Or a large part because of who his quarterback was. And though I know the O-line is not great, I believe the Steeler offense will be better than it was last year. It could be, but does Trubisky really offer that much of an upgrade over Ben? Yes. He can throw it more than five yards. Listen, Ben Ben could air it out. (laughs) Listen, the Steelers' offense last year was run it with Najee Harrison first down. Second down, we're going to do a wide receiver screen to Claypool. Third down, we're going to just chuck the ball downfield and hopefully someone gets it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really changed much since then. Uh, Trubisky is mobile. Trubisky can move the pocket. Trubisky is a better thrower of the football than Big Ben was last year, in my opinion. I don't know. I just don't see the, I don't see the big enough upgrade there to really... Okay, we'll see. We shall see. But So we have him at 1-1, one one, you have him at 2-0. Oh. Try and keep track of where we have... Uh, our guys as wins. Um, <clears throat> week three, home against Baltimore. I mean, come on. I, I don't think anyone have has this as a as a win right now. Maybe if the Ravens fall apart, but it's only week three. Yeah, and they're looking good right now. I, so. I think it's it's a loss. I would expect that it's going to be uh, pretty ugly too. It could be. So I think against Baltimore, I'm going L. All right. Then moving on at Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers and that team. What do we think? I think L there as well, so that means I put them at one and three at this point. Yeah, I I probably agree with that. Okay. I I know you really don't think they'll win that division. I still think they'll probably win that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't. I still think Aaron Rodgers will pass the ball pretty fine mm-hmm. against our quarter cornerbacks. So uh, I think yeah, one and three. I I think this is an L too. Okay, I cool. think I think. If it was earlier in the year, even if it was week one, I would like our chances a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, Rodgers can start slow out of the gate with new group of receivers and everything. But, no, this is going to be a loss. Okay. Next so one. You're, you're two and two. Home against the Detroit Lions. What are we thinking, people? Listen, every year 
There's a game you should win that you lose, and there's a game that you shouldn't win that you win. I'm going L. Okay. I think a, a downtrodden Pats team is a Patricia and Joe Judge that are really looking bad, and Mac Jones is a little bewildered. Comes in thinking maybe they're going to have a better game here against the Lions. I think Detroit is not going to have a winning record, but I think Detroit is going to surprise some people this year. Um, they have Jared Goff, who, hmm. whatever you think of his limitations, is at least a passable starter, just low end in the league. I highly doubt Bill's going to confuse him the same way he could have probably three years ago. The Lions have a sneaky good amount of weapons on offense. Every year there's a game that you that you think you should win that you don't win. I'm thinking this is the one to me. I think they lose to the Lions. I'm weird. I don't have a ton to defend when you guys come at me at this one. I just think it's the one. I, I disagree. I know you're winning this one. Because here's the thing. Well, I think though he, Bill will be able to confuse Goff as bad as in the Super Bowl. No, probably not. Uh, I'm sure he's learned something from that. At least I hope so. Uh, but I also think he could probably coach circles around Dan Campbell, mm. and I think that could be a big factor. Yeah. So I, I'm still going. I'm still going the win, two and three. Okay. Uh, I, I, th- I have the Pats in that one. I I, I do think uh, Goff also had. We say Goff's not as going to be as confused as he was in the Super Bowl. Goff still had Sean McVay telling him what to do, and he still couldn't do it. Okay. Yes, but but McVay admits that he also was confused and was getting just coached, way out coached. Right. Oh, yeah. So he, he, he admits that. So, like, you know, McVay wasn't maybe given the best advice that day. <laughs> yeah, probably not. All right, next one. At Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett will still be the quarterback of the Browns. I'm going W right here. Uh, Cleveland lacks uh, a lot of uh, special perimeter talent. They don't have a quarterback that will be able to overcome that with Jacoby Brissett. Um, a, a decent defense, don't get me wrong, but I think the lack of specialness on offense, the ability for the Pats to just key on the run game and Nick Chubb, uh, I think they take this one against the Browns. Uh, I actually think they're going to lose this one. Okay. Because, like you say, the defense is in. I mean, the pass rush I still think will be. If Miles Garrett is healthy, which he's shown he's – a big boy ain't going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get after Mac Jones all day. I think he'll be like Von Miller in that AFC Championship game. Okay. I think he'll just ruin the day. Okay. So I'm going to actually go with the Browns. And I think Joe, Jacoby Brissett in that offense will do enough. Okay. Because, like, Chubb, Hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if if the run defense is anything like last year, it might be a bad day. Okay. Uh, I got this as a win for the Pats. Okay. Um, I think the Pats offense, by this point in the year... We should see what they are. Um, If you look on paper, the Pats' offense should be a top-10 offense. You have three first-round picks on your offensive line. Mm -hmm. You have a first-round quarterback. Yes, I know they don't have an elite wide receiver, but when you go down to four and five on their receiver court, those are still twos and threes on other teams. (coughs) So I think they'll have the ability to all get open. You know, especially if it's a weaker secondary, mm. they'll be able to get open, and they obviously they can run the ball with yeah. Harris and Stevens. Yeah, I, mean, I think they have an average receiving core. My issue is the people calling plays. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, that's my problem. But I have this as a win against Cleveland. Then they are home against the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I mean, come on. I think Chicago's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> so they're, they're, they will destroy uh, Justin Fields and that pathetic offense, which is, by the way, the worst offense uh, it looks like going to be in football. 
There is no talent there. Sick. Albert Breer, uh, you know, the NFL.com and stuff, you know, he was at their practice a lot, and he said he's never seen a less talented offense in his, what, 30 years of covering NFL football? David Montgomery's okay. He's okay. (laughs) He's okay. (laughs) For a team that's not going to be able to throw the ball, and people know they can't throw the ball. I forget. They have a decent tight end, too. Komet. Komet. But he's sure. but he's average. He's not like yeah. He's I'll average. put him, I'll put him as maybe the better half near the middle still of yeah. tight ends in the league. Exactly. He's a name I know of a tight end. So yeah. than that. All right. Next one. At so the, I'm, I'm assuming we're all picking. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, that's well. that's the day before my birthday. They're gonna win that. Don't worry. Yeah. Could have been anybody. They're gonna win that. Yeah. So at then we have at the Jets. What are we thinking? We're thinking dub right. How long is Wilson out? It's not that long, right? He'll be back by then, right? Uh, he should be back by then, yes. They were saying he, I will might, say he this. might even be back week one. This could be oh. this could be the I will say this. This could be the year we actually split a series with the Jets. Don't, uh, don't get Doke's hopes up like that. I don't know. I think the, don't get Doke's hopes up like that. <laughs> I, I think the Jets are a situation of they'll be better at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year. So I think you need to jump on this, and I think they will. I think we're. I think the Patriots are four and four. Okay. Go beat. I'm beating. Think they're beating the Jets. I think I'll have them. I'll have them beating the Jets too. I haven't beaten the Jets too, but I will say one last thing with the Jets. Uh, I wrote it down. Wilson. He actually was a bit better last year at the end of the year. I know he. Yeah. He went in his first eight games. He has touchdown interception ratio was four to nine. It switched. He only threw two interceptions in November. And December, and he threw five t- touchdowns. Mm. So he did show some improvement as the year went on. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I've, I've said that. Yeah, I felt that. All right, next one. L L against <laughs> L against the Colts, right? Frank Matt, Reich, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, probably a very a decent a, a competent defense. I'm going L. Okay, yeah. cool. We all are. I can't believe it's a home game for once. We're playing a home game against the Colts. I know. Home, then home against the Jets again. I will say this. Oh, that was quick. To only have to yeah. play him two weeks later, I think is a nice advantage for I New York. That, I thought that too. Oh, wait. No, I thought that for the Patriots. Oh, no. Because if you won the first one, the only one... I think they won't really have time to really there, There's much. a buy in between two, isn't there? Yeah, you're right. There is a buy in between. Is there? So we get the pe- we get them off coming off a bye. So oh, this is uh, we're winning that one. Yeah. All right. So I'll go dub against the Jets again. So <sighs> it could be the year. It could be the year. But I'm still five. going. No, it's not the year. They still lose to the Jets. I mean, they still beat the Jets both times. Then at Minnesota, <laughs> I think this is a shellacking. I, I think this is going to be a, a brutal game to watch. So you're uh, taking Kirk Cousins in prime time, huh? Yep. I just want this on the record. <clears throat> yeah, I am taking Kirk Cousins in prime okay. time, hundred percent. I think that. I think I, I'm I think take, they drop I think they drop at least thirty on the Pats. I I oh, am man. taking the Vikings too, but not because of Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's not just Kirk. It's it's Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and I think a, I'm thinking more Kevin O'Connell. Game. Thinking more of the run game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how this. I, I'm still thinking of that run defense from last year. And no, I know. I don't. I don't know what we're, we're all going L here though, right? Yeah. L against the Vikings. Yeah. Then. Buffalo L at Arizona. I'm going L. I don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, by that time, Kyler Murray will not care and not be himself. So that's a dub. Are you going dub? Okay. I am too. Oh really? You guys are going dub. Okay. I'm I'm six and seven. At right? Las Vegas, Las uh, Vegas takes this. Um, consistently, 
Belichick's assistants do really well against him, by the way. Um, there's a ton of talent on that Las Vegas team. Uh, I think this is another one that might be kind of ugly. I'm going Vegas all day on this one. If it's anything like that preseason game. <laughs> yeah. He knows the Pats. He knows this offense. He knows Mac. Yes. Yeah. This is a loss. Yeah. Probably, okay. yeah. Loss there. Then home against Cincinnati. This is the one. This is the one for me. We're winning. Uh, Burrow Burrow threw a lot of picks still last year. He is still young. You got Bill Belichick against that. A game that since he's going to feel like they should win. I like the Pats here. Probably after the week before getting blown out to by Las Vegas. I like them being able to bounce back. Like I said, every year, one you should win that you don't. One you should lose that you win. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and try to pick both of those. This one I'm going W for the Pats over Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know if I can pick against my Bengals. <laughs> I still think the Bengals are winning. Okay. It's too talented on offense. Okay. I get the, the Pats, Bengals, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Yeah. It really is. It is. So, you're wait, you're picking the Pats too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I have them at nine wins already. Wow. You're really talking yourself up here, huh? Uh, next one. Home against Miami. At this point, Miami would have had an entire season with Tua. This new offense. Uh, they're significantly more talented than the Pats, and I think they will finish above the Patriots in the standings and therefore will still be vying for a playoff spot at this point. I'm going Miami. Yeah, we always lose one against Miami. Yeah, so. I think Miami's got this Okay, one cool. Then the last one at Buffalo. Buffalo might have nothing to play for. Ex- I, you you follow my train of thought exactly. I'm going dub here because I think Buffalo's not going to have anything to play for at this point. Actually, especially if you beat Miami the week before, which I know we don't think is going to happen. But if you do, I'm sure Buffalo has nothing to play for. Yeah, so I'm actually going W right here. I think they beat Buffalo at the end of the year because Buffalo doesn't care at this point. Buffalo might still care to beat their ass. Uh, I think at this point you would have done it, what, three games in a row and clinched the division while the Pats aren't making the playoffs. I, I think they're over it. Maybe. Yeah. I think they'd rather be rested and make sure oh, that I'm everyone's not, I'm healthy. not saying that Josh Allen's playing all four quarters. I'm just saying, like, he might play a quarter, a quarter and a half, just to just to get, a, like, a 21-point lead. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. And then I, they won't take the foot <laughs> off the gas in the second half if they can. All right. I'm going W, though, still. What about you? Uh, I'll be optimistic. I'll say it, Dub. Okay. Because they need I'm going with the Bills on this one. Okay. You're going Bills. So now we've gone through the schedule. What do you have, Dan, for all of us? You and Jesse are both 7 and 10. Okay. And I am 9 and 8. 9 and 8. Someone's optimistic, huh? Way too optimistic. (laughs) Last time I talked to you a week and a half ago, you were not this optimistic. What happened? uh, Just combing through that schedule, you were just like, you just kept talking yourself in. The Dolphins, I I think the head coach is going to be a concern that very first game. I really do. Mm -hmm. Um, The Steelers, again, I think it's going to be one of those 9 to 3 games that's going to be ugly that you can't watch, but you got to watch anyways. Um, And some of the other, I'm trying to think of what other ones. I think they'll beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll beat the Bengals. Again, I think the Bengals were a bit, little bit lucky last year, and I don't think they're going to be quite as good this year. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else I really picked over. Did you say they'll beat the Browns? Yes. I, again, Jacoby Brissett, does, that, that team doesn't scare me right now, not without Watson. Mm. And you talk about a team that knows – Someone the Patriots know Jacoby. Yeah, yeah, they do. Sure. So we both, we, me and you have seven and ten. You at nine and eight. So at nine and eight, 
Are they finishing second place? You think is this team making the making the playoffs? Playoffs, <laughs> playoffs. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge are uh, taking this offense and the Patriots to the at, playoffs. Look at, again. I think if you look at, you paper, think they'll be in charge by the end? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if Bill has any sense left, they will be fired. <laughs> No, Bill will probably put one of his other sons as offense. No, I think he'll just run it himself. I would have been... He'll leave, I, listen, I would prefer Belichick run the offense over Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. <laughs> so Maybe. Yeah. By the way, you know in that preseason game, though, have you noticed they've, they've said that uh, in the one situation they had a two-minute drive, you know who was calling plays. Was it Bill? It was Bill. <laughs> did, you know, did, did you hear that? Okay, you did hear that. So, like, this might happen all season. Bill just like taking Bill's taking like, the reins here and there. Bill Bill does everything. He might die. He might. Um, I'm going seven and ten. You're seven and ten. You're nine and eight. You think they'll be vying for a wild card spot? I do not. Now, do you think this is enough? Clearly, it's seven and ten. You're at seven and ten. Do you think that's enough of a disaster of a season that it'll have any changes? Yes. Ah, uh, that's not what kind of changes. Is Bill gone? Yes. Is Bill? You think, think seven and eight? You have been seven nine and eight. You think Bill's gone? Seven, if they're nine and eight, no, I don't think Bill. Seven gone. and ten, seven I don't think 10. so. Seven and ten, you don't think so? He might sit him down and be like, "You need to give up some power here." Maybe they'll have that conversation at least, but, but I, I don't. That won't. Bill won't do that. Be, Bill, all right, maybe, but like at, he won't be outright fired at seven and ten. Okay. If it's if it's like three wins, yeah, he might just be like. All right. It won't be okay. Sorry. First of all, technically, it won't be a fire. It will be one of those mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. Oh, it'll be here. No, he's just going to retire. That's what it will be. Yeah. And I think what likely what would happen is this: is Kraft wouldn't even actually be trying to get him to step away or fire him, but he would be just telling him things he doesn't want to hear, and Bill just be like, "All right, I'm done." Right. Yeah. I think that's more likely if Bill leaves at all. That's how it's going to go. We're paying all the money to bring Tom Brady back. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. So that's what we're thinking for the Pat season. Yeah. I got dubs against Cincinnati and a loss against the Lions. I'm sure I'm going to look stupid because it's hard to pick which ones are, you know, going to yeah. be the shockers. But I'm going to go out on that limb and I'm going to try and pick them. Like, I, I wouldn't even be shocked if the Pats are at 0-4. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. That's possible. Uh, we suck against Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. All right. Moving on. We're bringing it back. Gambling. It's legal in Massachusetts now. Is it actually? No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's about to be. It's signed into, but it's not like it doesn't well, hit the okay, date we, yet. We know this state takes forever to do anything. Do you yeah. Remember when weed was legal and then wasn't legal? Yeah, but then, a year and a half. Stupid. Anyway, anyway, this is not about politics. We don't need to make extra it's money. Sports. It's a sports show. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do some over-unders for future bets on teams. Some of the more interesting ones that I've looked at. We're going to decide if the house is right or if they're wrong where they're wrong. So, Jesse, tell me the first one. It's so the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. They're at seven and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Tough division. Tough division. I know the Browns were not going to be as tough as we maybe thought at one point. Yes. But the Bengals are vying for that division. Mm-hmm. The uh, Baltimore is going for that division. Mm-hmm. Some Not the best quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But do you think they will be over that or yeah, under that? I'm going to go the house is wrong. I'm going to go over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think... Kenny Pickett takes over pretty early in the season, maybe as early as after the Pats game. He has been really good so far in preseason. Um, 
the pad, the Steelers don't usually like to draft kids that go to Pittsburgh. So for them to make an exception tells me something. Um, he will run the offense the way it should be. Uh, they won a lot of games last year, despite having one of the most limited quarterbacks in the NFL and Big Ben, who is a complete shot fighter. The defense is still great. They win games they're not supposed to win. You want to talk about crunch time situational football? They're actually pretty good. I know they sometimes can play down a competition, but when it becomes time in that last two minutes to pull something out of their ass, they seem to be able to do it. I think uh, I think eight and nine, nine and eight, I feel pretty confident they win more than seven games. That division is wonky. Even even when you think one team is not even close to another team, somehow they still win one of the games. That that division really does play some of the weirdest games. Yeah, like Cincinnati beat the brakes off Baltimore twice last year, despite Baltimore beating everybody else in the division and being in first place over Cincy until they fell apart. Like I said, it's just a weird division. And Pittsburgh is a winning team and a winning culture and a winning coach with a great defense. I think the house is wrong. I'm going over at seven and a half. Any pushback on the first one here, you two? I kind of think they're right. You think the house is right? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you know, obviously you can't win seven and a half games, but I think seven, eight wins is pretty. Listen, listen, the Steelers tried last year. Oh, you're, you're right. There could be a tie. It could be a tie. Yeah. And I, the Steelers do love that. Um, but like the AFC got so much better. It did. And the quarterback play for them is going to get better. Couldn't get much worse, but it's going to get better. But not as much as the rest of the conference got better. Okay. So, but they get Cleveland without Deshaun Watson for the first game. Yeah. So, all right. I'm gonna go under. Under. Uh, wow. I know. I kind of flip flop on this because I think Pickett will come in, and I like Pickett a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just worry with a rookie with that offensive line if it hasn't shaped up yet. The defense, while formidable has lost Joe Hayden and they haven't re-signed him. Uh, so I don't love the secondary as much anymore. TJ Watt is always a pulled hamstring away from being out for a couple weeks, mm. which would be absolutely devastating to that team. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go under. I think there's a point. Watt misses some time. The defense isn't quite as it was okay. good last year. All right. All right. Next one then. Oh, Jesse. I'll the place with that one. Yeah. Jesse, what do you think? Six and a half for Chicago. All right. Oh, that's way too optimistic. <laughs> if you want me to go there. Uh, so the house is. I will, usually I do this. <laughs> I just want to put it. That's too optimistic. Oh, it's not happening. Then, okay, the house. Yeah, I'm going. The, I, I, I have my own money on this one. Uh, <laughs> the house is wrong. I'm going under. Um, as I said, Albert Beer, covering football a long time, said it's the least talented offense he has ever seen. Justin Fields was considered talented, but very unrefined. Um, and not as great a uh, prospect as it was originally thought. Uh, once it got to draft time, he doesn't process things very fast. It seems like so far he is getting absolutely no support in Chicago. They have no real dynamic player at all. Darnell Mooney is, come on. He's functional, but is he a two or a three on your average team? Yeah. Uh, a terrible offensive line, a very unhappy star on defense in Roquan Smith. I think this season is a disaster. I think they're one of the worst teams in football, and I feel very safe at six and a half that they will be under. Mm. All right. Does, I don't think anyone has any pushback on this one, do you? Nope. Okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't think so. All right. Next one. What 40, is it? San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, conference got a lot worse, <clears throat> but their starting quarterback could be 
a lot worse. A disaster. Yes. So who knows? They're at 10 wins right now. Yeah. Are they right? I think the house is right, actually, on this one. Now, it opened at uh, 10.5 in some books, 11, and I hit it when it was that for the under. Um, I feel confident that when I hit it at 7.5 and, and 11 that I'm going to win. But now that it is at 10 and Jimmy G is still here, that makes me think that the house is just about right on this because I think the Niners realize they might have made a mistake. I think they realize they have a Super Bowl-ready roster with a quarterback that might not be ready and they don't want to waste another season of it. And therefore, I think Jimmy G will beat the starting quarterback pretty quickly if Trey falters at all in an NFC that has gotten significantly worse. Um, I think... 10 now that jimmy g's still here the house is right anyone i'm i'm gonna push back on that a little bit because okay i think if trey lance is okay Mm -hmm. i think they might ride that for a little while Mm -hmm. and if that's the case i think that'll probably put them under okay because yeah it all depends on how long will they ride the trey lance train and that depends on how bad he is and if i think if if i think he's just okay i could see yeah i could see them going up to even 10 weeks okay. until like it's like all right we're trying to win a division or at least a playoff spot here not a division at that point mm-hmm. but uh so could be under all right i've got under as well i don't think if trey lance i don't think if trey lance is special out of the gate i think they go to jimmy g quick i think this locker room like you said it's a super bowl locker room they know what it takes to win so why are you going under then because I, d- I don't think they're going to do that. Oh, I, think, I think I think Shanahan and Lynch are stubborn and okay. will stick with Trey Lance for too long. Okay. And they'll go to Jimmy G. It'll be too late. And I think they this is potential to lose the locker room, I think. Oh, oh I think it's a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have handled this poorly. But I think the fact that they've made the decision to keep Jimmy G makes me think that they will be uh, shorter on a leash. But is but is that but again is that a good thing? Like okay, we've got the back. Oh, here. long term, it's not a good thing. Right, because if you if after three. But when I'm making a bet for just win totals for this season, I think the house kind of has it right at ten. I don't think there's a ton of value with going over or under. So like, but say after three games, Trey Lance is terrible, mm-hmm. and they go to they go to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You can you reasonably think we can go back to Trey Lance at some point? No. Especially if Jimmy gets hurt. Because no. Because Trey Lance's confidence will be absolutely gone, and yeah. it's going to be impossible to bring that back. But I think the locker room will get a nice shot in the arm. I think they'll play really exactly. well, and I think this is a great roster. So at 10, I think the house is, is kind of right on. I, I mean, if they pull that quick trigger, I can see it. I yeah. think and I think they will be pretty quick with it. All right, Jesse, next one. All right, uh, sticking in the NFC, going up north, though. Vikings, Minnesota. They're at nine right now, and this is the most hyped person Ooh. on the Minnesota Vikings Ooh. on earth. So, yes, yes. take it away. I am. Uh, and, and, you know, again, my own money's on this, but I got it when it was eight and a half, so I feel very happy now. It's all the way at nine. Some books, it's even nine and a half. Um, oh, yeah, they're still over, 100%. The NFC's gotten significantly worse. The Vikings lost the most one possession and even, like, one-point games of anyone last year. Like, the record might be not great, but they were in on almost all their games. They go from an old defensive coach in Mike Zimmer, who had a bad relationship with Kirk Cousins, to an offensive coach, Kevin O'Connell, Sean McVay. That system consistently working around the league. At least O'Connell called plays, unlike McDaniels. Um, you still have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, a Packers team 
that really doesn't have a lot of talent at all on the offensive side of the ball other than Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Their perimeter weapons are abysmal, honestly. So, And they play the Green Bay tough anyway. Um, so I think they win the division. But even if they didn't win the division, I still think I'm very comfortable saying they win more than nine games. Okay. Anyone? I think that could be right. Okay. And that could be, you know, I don't know if I'm not going to do the division thing, but based on just the strength of the NFC, and I do think they are one of the more talented offenses, mm-hmm. um, I could see that being correct And this day and age, man, offensive coaches are winning over defensive coaches, especially old stubborn ones. And, and you know, going from Mike Zimmer to Kevin O'Connell, I think it's going to be a home run. I think this team wins 11, 12 games. I, I, I agree with you. I okay. think they go over. Uh, you know, you look in the division, they should win four games between the Lions and Bears. Yeah. They split, I think, with the Packers. They probably split. I think the Packers still have the number a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the head coaching... The, for the defensive coordinator, his name's Ed Dontel. Never heard of him until I looked him up. He was the defensive coordinator for the Broncos last for the last two years. And the Broncos had a very good defense the last couple of years. I know Vic Vangio was a big part of that as well. Mm-hmm. But I think their defense will be better than it was last year. Well, they year. add Zadarius Smith as well to get a better pass rush. That's uh, another thing the Packers have I lost. Think, I think Smith got a little overrated. He okay. didn't play most of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's coming back from an injury. And if the Packers are willing to cut him, I think that says kind of, especially if he was willing to go to a division rival. Uh, I think he was cut because they had to pay Aaron Rodgers an exorbitant amount of money. Maybe. <laughs> they probably paid a played a part. Pay a large. Do we think Shaq Mason? Well, like, do we play? Probably... Wait, wait. Do we think Shaq Mason can't play? No, I mean he we cut him. Can. We also cut him because he didn't play during the pandemic. And... That too. <laughs> Belichick was like, all right, we yeah. don't know what you've got left in you anyways. We'll take whatever we can get. Listen, you're probably right that Aaron Rodgers' contract played a part, but I'm sure he was picked over other people for a reason. Probably. Type of stuff, you know? Probably. Or he was just the but one yeah, they I had mean, to. When you pay one person, when you make a, a record contract, someone is getting cut. Yeah. All right, last one. All right. Everyone's favorite. Yes. Former AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. They're at nine and a half right now. Yes. That's wrong. Tell us why. No. No, the house is right. No, you're wrong. No, the house is right. The Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. The Cincinnati Bengals got a last place schedule last year, a Baltimore team that physically fell apart. Um, So they don't get to play the Jags and the Jets. Uh, all year long. No, they get a first place schedule. They have to play all the tough teams. The AFC has gotten significantly harder. I think nine and a half is perfect. I know they upgraded the O-line, but with just the strength of schedule that they will play uh, being so dramatically different than last year, nine and a half is perfect. I could see them winning nine or ten. I don't see them winning any more than ten under any circumstances, really. The Super Bowl hangover was a real thing. So many of the teams who lose the Super Bowl the year before don't even make the playoffs, dude. Like an exorbitant number. So nine and a half is perfect. You cannot differentiate between nine and ten with this team. You don't get the Jags and the Jets all day long like they did last year. Uh, well, I mean, this is jumping the gun a little bit, I guess. But they, this is my NFC or AFC North winner. Yeah. So they're going to win more than that. They're going to okay. win more than that. They have upgraded that O-line. That was their biggest weak point. They're not slacking on the defensive side of the ball. It's not one of the more elite ones, but it's not it's not bad. Jamar Chase ain't catching anyone by surprise anymore. 
I I guess, but like his numbers did drop off in the second half of the season, but he was still one of the better receivers in the uh, league. And like you know, T. Higgins, yeah, my man Tyler Boyd, right, Dan? That's right. Uh, Joe Mixon. I know they lost Uzama, but like whatever, he's a tight end. Mm. Like this is gonna be a great team. I don't think they're going to be like the number one in the AFC, but I think nine and a half is too low for you. I think eleven, twelve. Okay, because that's what it's going to take to win that division. Dan, what do you think? I am going to go under. Wow, uh, even under. I Ooh. think. I think their road to the Super Bowl last year was one of the luckiest ones you'll ever. Oh, it see. definitely was. You uh, in some made, ways, the Raiders had the ball at the eight-yard line with the chance to win it, and they didn't. You're not going to get four interceptions again from the other team's quarterback. And Mahomes is not going to be the worst player on the field for an entire half ever again. Mm. And ever on top again? Of, and on. you should have won the Super Bowl. You had the ball four times with a chance to either increase the lead when the Rams couldn't do anything offensively. Well, they had a magical horseshoe to be in that game, let's be honest here. Who, the but, Bengals? Yes. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, you had a chance to put the game away multiple times, and you failed. Mm. And that type of stuff stings. Chase is not going to surprise you again. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is better, we think, because you added a couple pieces. Are they really that much better? I don't know yet. Mm. Um your division is brutal. I could see you losing both to Baltimore, dropping, splitting with Pittsburgh, mm. losing the game with the Browns with Watson. You got to play the Chiefs. You've got to play the Bills. You've got to. Oh, you also have to play the Titans again. I I just think that's going to be too much to ask to overcome this time. Yeah. All right. Wow. I mean, I, I the Super Bowl hangover was real, but uh, you went that's, you went even more than me. You went under. Wow, I think the house is right at nine and a half. I mean, wild. This, I know the Super Bowl hangover is a thing; it can happen, but it's just so—it's not something you can ever bet on. It's See, just I, so at random. Right. It's just—it's just not a random. random. It's, no, it's consistent. No, it's just no, but it's a random event. You—it does. It, there's no consistency as to why it happens to a team. It just does. It just, it just does, does or it doesn't. But but but. See, I but think the trend shows it does. See, I think the Bengals' offense is going to be fine. I think the question is on the defense. Last year's defense was a bottom half defense, mm. and. What again have they added to make it better this this offseason? Nothing. It's not a terrible defense though. It was it, it was an it was good enough. It was mediocre at best. Yeah. It That's went up goal. against some some damn good offenses in that playoffs and it, it held. Did it? The Ram I mean, I know they lost to the Rams, but the Rams should have kind of should have blown them out and they were there the whole time. They were. It yeah. helped that OB, I know. it helped that OBJ <laughs> got hurt. I know, then. but that happens. And then again, it helped Patrick Mahomes couldn't hit the side of a barn in the second half for whatever reason. Because don't forget, the Bengals were getting run off the field that yeah, game. Yeah, but then they tightened it up. They did. How did they tighten it up? <laughs> Play better. Patrick Mahomes was whizzing they the did. ball over people's heads. They I, did, was, though. It, they did start playing better. Yeah. They were more in his face. They were, they were getting tighter coverage. I think they caught lightning in a bottle. But it's a mediocre defense, very talented on offense, a better O-line, but a such a significantly harder schedule than what they played last year. Is Zach Taylor an elite coach? I don't know. Um, no, but I think he's probably learned a little bit. Come I'm sure on. he has. He's, he's young. Listen, I have houses right, which means I think they're either winning nine or ten. So, but you're going what? Do you think they finished nine and eight or eight I and nine? I think uh, if I had to pick eight and nine. Okay. Wow. 
sub 500. Whew. Whew, whew. You, I thought I was controversial. <laughs> wow. All right. Moving on. Um, okay. So before we get, we're going to do one more break. Before we get to that break, though, really quickly, we're going to do our predictions after this. But what are a couple of storylines you're really looking forward to following this NFL season? Um, I'm going to go first. The first one, let's do like two or three. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Lance and the 49ers. This situation (laughs) has been volatile the entire time. It's been crazy town. Lance is big, strong, athletic. He has a lot of the things that you would like in a quarterback, but he's so inaccurate. And now that they're mentally weak, maybe. And now you have Jimmy G still in the building. I do, as you said, I think it might have the potential to be a landmine that completely blows up. If you told me the Niners missed the playoffs and win eight and nine, I wouldn't be shocked. I just think that they'll pull Lance pretty early and therefore they'll still have a decent season this year and win the games. Um, but I'm super fascinated to watch how this unfolds. I know this was one of your storylines you wanted to watch too. Right. But uh, do you have a lot another? Of people want to see that one. Oh, 100. Do you have another storyline this NFL season you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I want to see how that works out because for all the talk Aaron Rodgers has had this year about you know taking psychedelic drugs going to new places getting a huge contract there's one thing we can't deny and that Aaron Rodgers might be if he's not already the greatest regular season quarterback ever <laughs> and he when during the regular season is he going to win another MVP no I don't think he is but I still want to see if he can rebound if he can put up crazy numbers and get the Packers into the playoffs compete for the division title because even you loving Minnesota knows Aaron Rodgers is capable of stealing that division. Oh, he totally could. But I, I just, I think the, the worst wide receiving and core in the NFL. Right no, now. it is. And it's going to be interesting to see. If well, if, okay. Well, the bears is pretty awful. So I'll go bears <laughs> is still worse. Packers is second worst, but it's going to be interesting to see how the season goes. If the offense is not as good, is Aaron going to take it out on players is it going to be the coach's fault again <laughs> yeah of course that's going to be it's not him game. and his 40 million 50 million dollars that's, that's not the problem no yeah it's Matt LaFleur's fault no, all right no, I could he's, totally he's see, a new man I yeah. could totally see Aaron Rodgers throwing Matt LaFleur under the bus oh though. I could too all right Jesse uh uh come on you know what it is your Bengals. the, the Bengals can they the keep Bengals it? versus the Super Bowl hangover yeah yes basically yeah can they remain the coolest team in football. Mm-hmm. Can Joe Burrow still be the coolest guy? Can the offense still be that spectacular, that flashy? So yeah, can they can they keep it going? Can they win that division again? Mm. Was it real? Let's find out. Okay. Uh, let's do one more round here. Uh, my second one is a Brandon Staley and the Chargers. I love everything about this Chargers team. I hate the coach, and he's in the toughest division maybe ever in football. <clears throat> where he has to deal with Russell Wilson and Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. I could One talk myself into any like the other. I could talk myself into any of those teams either winning or finishing in last place in that division. So, I could say storyline being the entire AFC West, but I want to focus mostly on Staley because I think if they just had a coach I didn't hate, I think I would pick them to win the division. But I don't like Staley. And I think that could be the difference when they face all these other elite teams who reside in the same division. So I'm super interested to see how the Chargers do under Brandon Staley here in year two. J.C. Jackson's out week one. 
I saw that. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Dan, did JC Jackson even miss a game while he was here? I don't. Think I don't he think he did. I know. Um, so, was, so I'm torn between two, but I know one we'll talk about later, so I'll hold off on that one. So I'm, my second one I'm going to pick is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. I want to see Mike McCarthy squirm. I want to see Jerry Jones squirm. I want to see that entire organization squirm. They've already lost their left tackle. Now they put the rookie left tackle in, who everyone's saying is just a holding and false start waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see them come crashing back down to earth. Nothing against Dak or anyone like that. But it's fun when America's team loses once in a while, especially when they're like, hey, we're going to force feed them this primetime game they don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And then you have to watch Troy Aikman explain for 45 minutes why they're not doing very good. Yeah. Or, to- <laughs> or, I'm sorry, or Tony Romo explaining why they're not very good. Yeah. And listen to the anger and frustration in their voices <laughs> when it comes to that team. It is funny. Mm. All right, Jesse, what's your next storyline? All right. My one is who is the mystery team that will emerge in the NFC? Mm. The t- this is a bad conference. There's some obvious outliers. The Rams, box. We know that's a good one. But who is that team that we're not looking at that is definitely going to win some of those? That's just slightly better than the crap that will eat up those wins and mm. find themselves suddenly being a contender that we weren't thinking of. Who's mm. that team? I want to know who that is. Mm. You know who some people are starting to think it is? The Minnesota Vikings. No, <laughs> no, no. They think it's the New York Giants. I don't. Oh. I do not. I don't know. I, I, Daniel Jones is completing, what, 70-something percent of his throws in preseason. And like, oh, Brian Dable's done it again. My take is uh, Daniel Jones is a four-year starter, uh, and this is preseason. So he should be completing 70% of his throws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they. I also think the Giants are probably the worst team in that division, and I think that's still the worst division in football. Mm-hmm. So they might be a dumpster fire. So a lot of they've, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of trendy people being like, oh, be significantly better Actually, this I, year. if you want, I, I've got a few things for the Go Giants. For it. Go for it. Why? Because Dable? Yep, yeah. Ryan Dable called offensive plays for Buffalo, worked wonders with Josh Allen. Uh, Listen, he, the coach is a significant upgrade. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like putting a Band-Aid on a, a severe flesh wound. Like, I, I just don't I just don't think it's going to be fix it. Right. It's certainly not right away. Yeah. Not year one. Come on. So, so you're there. Remember I was telling you about Mm-hmm. New head coaches have a tendency to hire like friends, buddies that were there before, not real experienced guys. Mm-hmm. Dable went the exact opposite, which I love. His so he knows how to call plays, he knows how to run an offense, he knows how to coach a quarterback. He is offensive coordinators, Mike Kefka. Never heard of him until I looked him up. He was the assistant offensive coach to Andy Reid. In the last two years, he was also the passing coordinator and the quarterback coach for Kansas City. Now, I know Andy Reid gets a lot of credit for that, as he should. But Andy Reid has a very good coaching tree. Mm-hmm. On top of that, their defensive coordinator, Don Martell, was the Ravens' defensive coordinator for the last three years. There is some real coaching here that is possible that they will surprise a few teams. Mm. And with I know you guys talked about this. Why would you take this Giants job? That, that If you... Get anything out of Daniel Jones this year, even if it's not enough to keep him. You can say, look, I made this kind of work with this guy who nobody else could. And you know what? It's a fresh start. Great draft next year for quarterbacks. I'll pick the one I want, Mm -hmm. and then, you know what? I'll have another couple years to work with it. Mm. That's why I think this Giants job actually wasn't as bad as you guys thought it was. Okay. I see that. Uh, I'm sure, but it's just I feel like 
as good as the coaching staff is, I feel like you're polishing a turd at that point. You could be, but... Your QB kind of sucks. Your best offensive player is a guy with very fragile knees. Mm-hmm. But how often have we seen good coaches? I'll give you, okay, a couple years ago, Ron Rivera. His team wasn't that great. The defense was good, yes, but he got that team to the playoffs and competed with the Bucks in the playoffs that year. Mm. You know, you, you look at all these coaches when you get new coaches in and they know how to coach. You can tell instantly whether it's, you know, they don't turn the ball over. They don't committing dumb penalties. Yes. You know, you can see instantly when a good coach and the effect it has on a team. And I think you will see it. And I think they will be significantly better. And if you told me they finished above the Washington Commanders, considering everything I heard out of Commanders Camp, maybe I wouldn't be shocked. They will look significantly better by the end of the Commanders year. Commanders Camp. That sounds so stupid. Uh, it really does. <laughs> Just, um, they should have kept it the football team. But this is still a terrible O-line. A quarterback that struggled to complete sixty percent of his throws at I'm not, Duke. I'm not going to say I'm not picking not the Giants to make the playoffs or anything like yeah. that. I'm just saying I think there is hope there. There, I, could there might be, be hope. That Ron Rivera be. football team had a good defense. That, it did. It did. For, but for all we know, Dabble might make this offense a top fifteen, top half team in the offense in the league. They might. He might. And that could be enough to win some games in that division. It could. It could. Yeah. I think there's hope. I like Dable a lot. I still think this year is going to be pretty ugly, though. It could be. <laughs> All right. So we've gone through our storylines. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are back. We are to our final full NFL standing predictions, and then uh, a little college football before we get into our Tommy and Darwin to finish things up, as always. Stick with us, guys. are back here at Slow Your Roll, getting ready to finish up the NFL preview show with our total predictions for the standings <clears throat> in the NFL. We're not doing records. That's true. I was going to say. Like, We're not doing, we never do records. We just do placements. Okay. We did the Patriots record. Well, you, that's, but the, that's, that's the hometown team. Yeah. Anyway, so we will start with the AFC. Let's start with the AFC North because it's the hometown team. Jesse, take it away first. How do you see the AFC North shaping out? You mean the East? I mean the East. East, my bad. <laughs> Excuse me. I have Buffalo. Shocker. I think they're head and shoulders above the other three teams, two of which could be bad, real bad. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Miami, it's too many questions. Too limited with the quarterback. Not as good a defense. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Buffalo mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Who do you have second? Probably Miami. Who do you have? So you have the Pats third, the Jets four, I'm guessing. If, if, if it's seven and ten, yes, it'll be Pats. Okay. Anyone push back? I'm not have any pushback because my is the exact same. Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. I've got pushback. Yes. I've got the Patriots finishing second in the division to the well, you Bills. Had, you got ten wins. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the Pats. No, we had nine wins. Oh, excuse me, nine wins. I got yeah. the Pats. I think the Dolphins will probably be in that eight or nine win range as well. Mm. Uh, again, the Dolphins don't – nothing against the head coach – but don't love the fact that nobody's called plays. They're going to be calling plays suddenly. The mm. defensive coordinator is a first-time defensive head, uh, defensive coordinator as well. I don't love that. Tyreek Hill, I think, could be a time bomb waiting to happen in that team. Mm. Um, but I do love Waddle. Um, mm. 
and I think Tua is a good enough quarterback to get him to 500, maybe above 500. Okay. In a fringe playoff team, but I don't see him making any noise. Okay. Next one, the AFC South. I have the Colts, the Titans, the Jags, and the Texans. Anybody? Yeah, I might switch Houston and the Jaguars. Okay, why? Uh, Houston was better than we thought last year. They were. And, you know, they could if they take a step forward, I think it'll be better than, you know, because we, we, we think the Jags will take, you think maybe significant, maybe that's too strong of a word. Uh, no, I think significant. Um, I think they might finish with the same amount he, of wins as the Pats. Seven? Yes. Hmm. So yeah, I, I I think they'll probably. I don't think it'll be that big of a step forward. I think Vegas has Christian them at Kirk is six not, and a half. Is not good enough as a number one. Uh, Lawrence is really good. He gets real coaching and a real staff this time, not an absolute drama laden mess. Doug Peterson is a proven coach. Uh, he works well with quarterbacks. It seems. Uh, I mean, he didn't work well with Wentz after Reich left, I guess. But he got that team to a Super Bowl. Mm. I think things will work a lot better for Jacksonville. I think they can sneak up on some people. Um, and like I, I said, they've I gotten Houston weapons. Sneak up on some people. A ah, Houston, I thought had a weird hire at head coach, though. They went defense again, old defensive guy. Even after they fired Collie, like I, 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 not that I hate Smith, but like I just thought it was an odd hire. And I just think it's a wonky run operation. I think the Jags sure. at least are doing it the right way. So I got the Jags ahead of Houston. What do you think, Jan? Uh, Colts, I think, I don't think this division is going to be particularly close, honestly. No. Especially with Landry for the Titans out for the year now. Um, that's a huge loss for them. Mm. And, you know, Henry's coming back from an injury, so we'll see. And he's getting up there in carry, so we'll see how it goes. But I think the Titans are still head and shoulders above the Jaguars or Texans. I have the Jaguars third. Um, I think that offense will be fun to watch as points this year. Um, I think it's going to be a very young, inconsistent team. You're not going to get a lot of... You might get a game where you score 35, but you give up 40. And there might be another game where you you know, you know, score 10 and you only give up 12. I could totally see that happening with this team. Mm. Peterson, I don't love, but at least he brings some credibility instead of Urban Meyer. Mm. Texans, um, I think they're just trying to tank, which I think is unfortunate because I like David Mills. Yeah. Um, did anyone think David Mills was going to be better as a rookie than Trevor Lawrence? No, <laughs> no, that would have been. No, been no fun I, I think they're giving up on Davis Mills too early. I think the kid deserves more of a shot. He does, and I think I think that's what they're doing this year. They're going to give him a shot, but the thing is, it's like, yeah, you have this shot. You have the shot. What's what's next year's draft looking like? Yeah, I like, feel that, like that's, that's how I feel. Was like, like the same as Collie's shot as yeah. a coach <laughs> last year. Yeah, so like, not I mean, real. So yeah, I got the Jaguars actually finishing, and I don't. I just don't think it's impossible for a team to in last place three times in a row like that. That too. All right, next one, AFC North. The I, Jets are very good. <laughs> that too. Place. But they're one of the worst run operations in all of football. Anyway, AFC North, I think this one we're going to have some arguments about. I have the Ravens finishing first, oh, the Bengals second, the Steelers third, and the Browns last. Okay. I mean, the Browns obvious because I think, I mean, I really think <laughs> they might win like two games with Joe, when Jacoby Brissett is the starter. Damn. Yeah. Oh, come on. It can't be that bad. I, their, their run game is so good. I know, but I don't. it's going to be bad. All right. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. J- Dan, I Bengals. So, you know. I know that. Know I, that. Dan, so, who do you have in the division? So, I've, I've realized I've sort of backed myself into a corner on this division. Uh, I've got the Ravens first. 
again, week 12 last year, they were number one seed. Their starting quarterback goes down, and then they don't even make the playoffs. Um, Steelers, I I like the defense. I worry if it takes a step back, the whole team doesn't recover. I like Pickett. When does he start? How good, how effective is it going to be? Is the offensive line going to destroy the offense? The Bengals, the offensive line, we still need to see it actually work in progress. It could be better. I do believe in the Super Bowl hangover. I do think the defense overachieved last year. Um, and then the Browns, I actually think I'm going to put the Browns second. I think, wow. I think they're good enough. I think with Brissett, they'll win a couple games with just running the football, wearing down the other team. Hell yeah. Kareem and Chubb. And okay. sneaking to nine wins and being second place in that division. So who do you have third and who do you have fourth? Do you have I've got, Bengals I've got, third, Steelers four? Yeah, I'll have Bengals three, Steelers four. Okay. Wow. Steelers, but, but Steelers in last but place. But Steelers are going to be last with like seven wins. It's not going to be a normally sure. last place team. Yeah, I got you. But Jesse, it you still have? would be weird to see it. Right. See them be. at the bottom. Uh, I mean, other than for switching the Bengals and the Ravens, I have the same as Dom. Okay. And like for basically, I mean, we've gone over the Bengals a lot today, so yeah. not much more to say about them. Uh, I, I just don't I just, see it. I think I, th- I, I, I see, do. I see with same with, I with Jacoby Brissett. I see the Browns beating the Jets and the Falcons. That's it. I see them losing to Miami. It's in Miami. Obviously, losing to Buffalo and the Tampa. We think they're going to lose to the Pats. We already said that. Even though they're home against Cincy, I have them losing that. Losing at Baltimore, losing at home against the Chargers, and losing to the Steelers. See, and I, I think they lose Week One to Carolina. I do. Oh, that. Oh well, yeah. I no, actually, definitely. I could see Baker being an idiot trying to throw sixty times, having four picks. Oh, he's blowing that. Game. He's literally already said like it's in his head. He's making T-shirts for the game. You know that, right? Good for him. I think Good sometimes. I think at sometimes this is the times that Baker is the best. Man, uh, I, I think so. when he's front running and thing and people expect something real out of him is when he's not good. So you expect some? What do you expect then? I expect them to play well and them to beat Cleveland okay. in Week One. Like the, the I think they're significantly out quarterbacked in every single game that they play. I'm in between you two with the Cleveland. You could thing say the Jacoby Jets. Brissett. Maybe Zach Wilson is significantly more talented than Jacoby Brissett, and maybe Wilson gets it together for that game and they even win that game. It's not even about Brissett. I just think the Cleveland Browns are talented enough on both sides of the ball. Okay. To stumble into more wins than two. Okay. Maybe. I, I I mean I just think I think like they can they have one of the best running games in yeah. in football. You can use that to wear down I I could see them going to Miami, wearing down that defense, just yeah. running the ball. Both Hunt and Chubb have like a hundred yards. Win time of possession. Hell yes. Forty minutes to like twenty. And the Dolphins Maybe. trying to chuck the ball over the field and they can't do it. Maybe. Maybe I I just think the the drama, all the things that have gone on. Here's the thing with OBJ and Baker. Also, out, even when less Desha- drama. even with Deshaun coming back, like he's gonna be rusty for a little bit. Like I got him in last man. I just don't see it. All right. AFC West. I have the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers finishing in last. They will be the greatest last place team to ever play football, ever, in the Chargers. Mm-hmm. But I think all these teams are neck and neck, and I like everybody else's coaches significantly more than the Chargers. So I have them in last. I have the Broncos in first because I think the Chiefs have taken a serious step back without Tyreek. 
Does that really mean that I want to go and put the Raiders in first place, though? I don't really want to. The Broncos won a lot of games despite having terrible quarterback play last year. They get Russell Wilson. They still have pretty much everyone still left on the defensive side. So I have Denver finishing in first place. Anyone? uh, Jesse, go first. AFC West. I I also have the Broncos finishing in first place. Oh, really? But then I I have the Chiefs second. I have the Chiefs second. Because I just think it'll be then Chargers, Raiders, I think Lane Staley... Yeah, and the Raiders will get into their own way, and that'll be the difference. Okay, I think second go around. I think Josh McDaniels is going to be good. Wow. Oh, I think he'll definitely be better than he was. I just don't. I with that division. I know it's it's tough. I think he buzz, will. I think he'll get. Like I said, you could make the argument for anyone finishing in first or anyone finishing in last. I think he might have the potential to get out coached by two out of three of them. Okay. All right, so I'm going to be different. Okay. I actually have the Broncos finishing last. Okay. Because, again, new head coach. Sure. Who's never called plays. Okay. Wait, new offensive coordinator. Pickett's called plays. With what? Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. God, really? Are you really going to compare that? <laughs> I know. You, he, he, you, okay, he has I, much better weapons this time. But you've already said you don't like Hackett as the head coach because of that. I said I don't know what to think about Hackett. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said I don't know what to think yet. I just, I just think, and you've got a new defensive coordinator. That defense is going to take some time to gel. Um, I actually have the Chiefs in third. Okay. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill is actually a major blow. It could work down the line with all the draft picks, but for this year, I think it hurts him a lot. You don't have to play a deep cover two safety anymore. Mm. You don't need to always be watching out for that one person. I think it changes that offense dramatically, and we saw how the Chiefs struggle just trying to do short passes sometimes. Mm. Don't love Juju, and I don't like Van Scalding as much. Juju's okay, but he's not Tyreek Hill. No. Um, and also, the last, I think I said this already, but the last Pro Bowler the Chiefs drafted mm-hmm. was Patrick Mahomes in 2017. They haven't drafted one since. Right. So it's been a, been a their drafts haven't been that great either. Mm. Um, and I don't love the defense, Chandler. Uh, Chris Jones is another year older. Um, so yeah, I got the Chiefs third. But it's the best quarterback and coach in all football combination. So who knows? We've seen that work. Yeah, I, I just trust Andy Reid and Mahomes to be able to figure it out. So that leaves the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, I am going to say that the Raiders win the division. I think Josh McDaniels has learned a lot from Denver. I think you see a second go around with coaches do much better this time around. He's got an adult for a quarterback already. You've got the best receiver in the division. You have the second best tight end in the division. Josh McDaniels has done wonders with tight ends. Mixing up options. You don't need a great running back, so the fact Jacobs is only average at best won't be a big issue. Dan has put it all on the line, and, all on the table. And with the defense, I love the addition of Chandler Jones. I like it Crosby too. Crosby on the other side. You, you're going to have to hit the quarterbacks in this division, and I think but, they can do it better. Than yeah, but damn, their corners really like getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I, know, I, but, I have serious much, questions about much, the secondary. How much of that was also... Gruden's very loose style to playing into it. Okay, maybe. Uh, if McDaniels can come in with a bit more discipline. Right. Ah, and man. so that, that puts the Chargers at second. Yeah. And by the way, I think the Chargers and Chiefs make the wild card. 
Oh yeah, I think I mean I think three of these teams in this division make. I I have the Raiders as a playoff team still. I just think they're finishing third. Yeah. But I I can make the arguments. I don't think you're way out of line or anything. But woof, woof, ballsy, ballsy. Yeah. I still worry about the defense for Oakland. Um, I. The Chiefs seem to be able to figure it out when they need to, and the Denver had a great defense last year. I don't know why you think it's going to take time to gel for the defense. It's a new system. It's it's a new system, but they don't get as much time in training camp OTAs. You know, there's no more things to it. I'm watch the first few games of the week. They're always they're ugly. They're there's penalties. Missed the sign. I think the offense will take longer to uh, to get together than the defense. I think the defense will be ready to go, hit the ground running. Okay. Uh, I just think Denver is the best on both sides of the ball of any of these teams. Uh, I think they all have flaws. I think the only flaw with Denver is I just don't know what to think about their coach. But I know what I think about the Charger coach, which is why I have them in last. And I don't know if their run defense is really going to get much better. Actually, honestly, I think the Broncos might have the worst weapons. All very good, but like... Listen, Judy's going to be star this year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if no, if if he can take I, the reins and someone be, can become a star there, I know they have potential. It's just, they haven't had that yet. They don't they have might, a Devontae Adams. They don't have a, a Waller. No, they probably don't have the same flash at weapons, but I think the depth of weapons is just as good. I think you could make the argument the Chiefs have the worst weapons in the division yes. now. It's Kelsey, yeah, but that's kind of it. Kel- I think Kelsey and Hilaire is nice. Juju is really good. He's decent. We don't but know. We don't, thing, we don't is know Juju, Juju as good as Cortland Sutton, though? I, don't I, think, I, I, I think, think Cortland Sutton's better. I think they're pretty close. I think the Broncos have KJ Hamler. I know he's hurt, but he'll still be back at some point. Cortland Sutton and Judy, I think both of them uh, have been significant. Judy can disappear, though. Yes, but he's had to deal with Drew Locke as his quarterback. Sure. So I think you'll wake I, up. You're and, right. And we haven't really seen the potential of these wideouts. Denver's maybe. weapons are significantly better than you and thought. Alabama wide receivers have done very good recently. Yes. Yeah, they have. Um, could you make the argument that on the high end, both the Chargers and Raiders have better weapons, at least with how elite <clears throat> the two are? Yes. But I think Denver has a depth of weaponry that people don't quite realize. Also, also the Chargers' run defense, I know it's an issue, but who in this 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 division are really worried about running it all that much? The Raiders. Really? Yeah. Okay. McDaniels likes to run the football. They'll, he likes they'll, to, they'll run the ball. Not, but that's not going to be the bread and butter. And I think, I think it more of it I'm as... I'm going like, to run the ball more than you realize. I think, I think they love those short more, passes. Yeah, a lot of, some I think a lot of Hunter Renfro. It will be. It'll be a good amount of Renfro, but... Anyway, let's move on to the NFC. In the NFC East, Dan, I'm going to let you go first. The NFC East, first place, I've got the Eagles. Yep. And I liked them even before the injury to the left tackle there, the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have the Cowboys second, though. I still think there is some talent there. Um, I think the defense, Micah Parsons might be the best player, defensive player in football, but there's not much else there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually got the Giants third, okay, um, and Washington fourth because Washington. I've I've no idea. Chase Young's already hurt. Mm-hmm. I think Ron Rivera is an excellent candidate to be the first coach fired this year. Oh, I think so too. And as much as I like him, and I think the Giants will start off slow, but I think as the year goes on, they will get better. Yes. All right, Jesse. Uh, 
I'll agree with that. Okay. I I was the originally only, ha- well, I, I just originally had Giants in last, but I yeah, you've made some good points there. I I flip flop between the two, but I still put the Commanders ahead of the Giants. But that's the only issue we have. Do you have Philly finishing in first as well? Yeah. I think so. We all do. Okay. I mean, uh, I think with the loss of Tyrone Smith, that was the last straw for me. Where I was like, Dak's not even good, even with all those weapons, without Tyrone Smith in his career. I think Mike McCarthy is done after the season. I think there's going to be a mutiny in that locker room halfway through because a lot of the people, especially on the defensive side of the ball, are going to think Dan Quinn should be the head coach. There was already whispers about that could happen anyway. I don't think it's going to get any better. So I think Dallas has a disaster of a season considering the talent on the team or what they expect at least. I think they finish 8-9 and, and Philly takes first place. Um, in the NFC South, I have the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. I think the Saints are going to be better than people think. I think they're going to vie for a wild card spot. I think Chris Olave is the next guy that's going to hit the ground running. He was a pro by the end of his time at Ohio State anyway. Uh, Jameis was good last year when he was healthy. It's an experienced defense. Still plenty of people on it. Um, So I think the Saints are vie for a playoff spot. And they always win one against the Bucks. it seems, at least. Sure. So, sure. Anyone? Uh, I actually, I'm going to go Panthers over Saints. Okay. Because it's not, you're, you're right, I guess the Saints do stack, have stacked up against the Bucks since Tom Brady got there, but this, this is not a Sean Payton team anymore. No. Uh, and we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I think it won't be as bad as some people think. But I just think I think Baker coming to the Panthers makes them a good enough team where that conference will. I think the Panthers could surprise some people. I do think that. Um, I still I, I, I got to put the experience of the Saints there. That helps. And I know that the own line in Carolina is still not good. So, uh, Dan? Uh, I've got yeah. the Bucks and Saints, Carolina, and Falcons. Same okay. as you. Um, don't love the Bucks. Uh, I know you don't. Don't like all the noise that's been going on. I think Brady's turning into 2019 Brady, where he just sits there and is moody and mm-hmm. doesn't want to doesn't want to be there. Play his, nice with his anyone. Wife's anymore. mad, allegedly. Okay. Well, either way, I, I I mentioned this to you when Brady left for those 11 days, right? Mm-hmm. I know you said you thought the media was going to make a big deal out of it, but. Brady, this was the guy who never wanted to take a practice off, never wanted to give up a rep. Always talking about this is how I got my job. I don't want to lose it to someone. But the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, like he could never go to the Bahamas. This was an odd change for him to do something like this. Could it be nothing? And if there's one player who's ever earned the right to say, I'm taking time off from training camp. It is Brady, but to me that was just a very odd move considering everything he's done in his career beforehand. Mm, it, um, was, it was odd, and, and also the fact that it came out later that it might not have just been a vacation, it was something, makes right. me now think it's a bigger issue than it would have been it, before. There was a, a Bucks player, I don't know if it's White or someone, came out and said, you know, oh, we're all hoping for him, or we're rooting for him right now. Something weird, like, that you, I think that's how the mom getting, being sick Came into, came into play. Maybe, potentially, yeah. Right. So it's, it's something. It, there's there's something there. And I think in general, Brady doesn't really want to be there because I think he wanted, he wanted to be, be in, my, in Miami. I think there's that. I just, at the end of the day, I see them winning 11 games at least because there's just nobody else in the NFC. 
Um, Carolina, just quickly, defense will be good. I think them and the Saints are defenses are about equal, but I trust. Mm-hmm. That's gonna sound weird, but I trust Jameis more than Baker right now, just because Baker is walking into this. Baker's only had like a month to learn this playbook. Sure, he was the head so coach 40. that very well again could be the first head coach fired this year. Yeah, it's it's Panthers, and if McCaffrey gets hurt early. No, I know. That's 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 a lot there that has to go right. Yeah. I don't think Matt Rule ends up getting fired, though, because I do think they're decent enough that he keeps his job. And the Falcons, I think they'll turn to Ritter soon. And Pitts is, that's, that's it. Okay. That's all there is to talk about with the Falcons. <laughs> no, I get you. All right, moving on to the NFC North. We all know. We all know who I'm putting in first place. The Minnesota Vikings are finishing in first. Packers second. Lions third. Bears four. I do want to say I think the Lions are a good enough team to go seven and ten, potentially. Even eight and nine. Hmm. Uh, sure, sure. Okay. Sure with that Lions thing. But, uh, but uh, I mean, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is just going to, they're going to keep that. Okay. Because uh, I just, I don't. Worst I, wide receiving core? One of the worst? Look, I, But I, the best quarterback. I was going to say, I, 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 I see Jesse's point here. It's really, when you've had all these years of Aaron Rodgers just owning this division, Really hard to turn against that. I, I know. Th- I got it. I do think Aaron is one of those quarterbacks that can. I mean, he, he can kind of play with it. anybody. You know, but I would like better for him than this. I mean, I I wouldn't just based on like I don't want him to win. Mm. But like if I wanted him to win, yes, I would let. I would want better than this than Sammy Watkins and Lazard and Valdez. Sca- wait, no, Val- did, no, Valdez. Valdez. He, he's he's in KC. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, who's the other one? Romeo. Cobb. Cobb's there. Cobb's still there. Cobb's isn't he? done. Yeah, he's so dumb. Um, but they do have a. T- they're gonna have. They're gonna have to hope that they one do of the get kids. A tight end. I forget his name. Tanya. Tanya. He, he's back this year. He's pretty good. Uh, we'll he's, we'll he's see. Recovering from injury though. Yeah. No, I know. He's he's like he's like Komet from Bears. He's. Good, oh, I know. I like him when he's, he's healthy, but we'll see how healthy right. he will, and how will fast be after. he gets healthy. I think they're gonna take the air out of the football a lot. I think they're gonna run it a lot. I think they've lost things on defense too. It didn't really add much. Ooh, I still think they're decent, but I think the Vikings are just better. But I think the Vikings are just kind of going to Viking. And you have a ton of turning. And you, there's always new drama. Head coach, and there's always so much drama. I know you like the new head coach, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work, even when it's supposed to. So we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Dan, what do you have? I've got uh, Vikings winning. Woo! I just, I, I think. I'm not the only one. I think they'll be able to win enough of the crappier against the crappier teams yeah. to overcome. Packers have got to play the Bucks. They've got to play the Rams. Um, they've got to play the Cowboys, which I know we said isn't that much big of a deal, but the Cowboys are still uh, still an actual team. Um, so I got the Packers in second. By the way, one thing with the Packers, though, did you get uh, Yair Alexander back, the corner who missed pretty much all of last year, who was an all-pro first-team cornerback and was That's considered true. one of the top three cornerbacks in the league. That's true. He played in the playoff game, but it was like a limited snap. He wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's a big... Defense wasn't their problem. Right. No, the defense wasn't the problem. I mean, you talk about him against George Jefferson. That's must-see TV right there. Mm. Um, and then I've got the Lions. They're going to be scrappy. We'll see if they have any carryover from last year, but I just... They'll make some games close, and they might win one that they shouldn't. Um, and then the Bears. 
Yeah. Who are going to be one of the worst teams. Right. In football, I think the only team in football who is really going to be worse than them is the Seahawks. Next, the NFC West, finally. I got Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Is anyone disagreeing? Now, for the longest time, I was going Cardinals second, Niners third, but now with keeping Jimmy G, I think they'll, they'll, they will turn it over to Jimmy G soon enough that the Niners will be able to keep second place because the Niners have a Super Bowl roster. They have a top three or four roster in all of football. Yeah, I'll agree with that depending on how fast they turn it over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing I'm going to add is I don't love the Rams offseason as wait, well. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, you had the, but you, had, you, you said they won't turn it over fast enough, and you have the Niners potentially even at 8-9. and nine. You are not putting Arizona second? I think I have them about the same. Okay. I don't think Arizona's so, not good. I know. I don't, I, I don't love Arizona's defense. I, I don't love it. And I just – I can see – I being, like Simmons a lot, though. I can <laughs> see them being like 5-2 and two to start the year and then going 2-5. and five. Like, that's yeah. how I can see them going. Um, the 49ers, the Jimmy thing, I just – I can't – it could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 49ers do have the better roster, so I'll give them the slight edge. Seattle, all I literally drew was a tank next to their name because that's what they're doing is tanking. Um, But the one thing with the Rams, I will say, though, is, you know, they lost Whitworth, which was their Pro Bowl left tackle. He retired. They didn't really replace him. Um, You know, we'll see how the running game goes with Cam Akers, who came off a devastating injury. Um, He seemed okay in the playoffs. Mm. But they didn't use him that much. Sure. Um, you know, Alan uh, Robinson really has to be a great number two because we saw when it's just Cooper Cup in the passing game, it's really mm-hmm. limited. Higby is a good tight end, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the other thing with the Rams I didn't like was, I, I forgot to send this to you, but they had, uh, Sean McVay had this NFL reporter over for like the entire weekend, what's going over? Like, I don't love how Hollywood they've become. Oh, oh, they they feel a little bit like the Eagles after they won a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. A I little bit, but I like, I just think they're so talented, and the NFC has gotten so weak. It don't matter. Like, I, all right, I like think, I really think the Rams just make the Super Bowl again because I just don't see it here. I, right. I I don't see anything in the NFC. I see the Rams being the number one seed and then not being close because there's there's. Nobody else to lose. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know how I could see beating them? Jimmy G and the 49ers. Oh, sure. They have their number. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, I don't think the Packers are talented enough anymore. No. I think the Bucks have lost a lot of pieces. I think it's a weird situation. Wonky. Does Brady really want to be there? I, I just don't see the obstacles in the Rams' way. Last thing on this, how bad are the Seahawks? Like, <laughs> Vegas has them at five and a half. I think I'd still bet the under. Probably. All like, right. I think they are Awful. Geno Smith, do they play? Do they? Do Seahawks play the Bears? Yeah. Who wins that game if Geno Smith is under center? I don't know. I have no idea. Tie zero zero. That, <laughs> that'll be the greatest tank bowl of all time. I think. Oh, that is the greatest game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. By the way, one with Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. I feel like this is turning into using a different Charlie Manuel situation. Oh, I listen. I, I've been saying. For three years no, now. No, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> I, I wonder if it's going to be like, if they, if everything goes the way we do, 
Are they gonna just like at the end of the event? Okay, we're gonna just mutually part ways and. Except I don't know if they will because I think Pete Carroll has orchestrated this tank job. But he's so old. There's no way he can see. He doesn't even it's think it's a tank's job though. I, I think they do because if they didn't, they would have traded for Jimmy G. I think in the end they they did what I said. You what think, I said you think was Sanford stupid. Would even give Jimmy G to them? Yes. I don't. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's like they were in lot. serious. No, they were in talks. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks like this doesn't make any sense because great, we'll win six games instead of three or seven, and now we don't have a top pick to draft another quarterback. And from the and we're spinning the tires. Forty Nine's perspective, if Trey Lance doesn't work out, and then we got to play Jimmy G and lose to him. How bad is that going to look? Exactly. Um, Jimmy uh, G wouldn't look good in that uniform. No. no. Anyway, all right. So that is it <laughs> for our NFL predictions. You know. The crazy ones to look out. He says the Raiders win the AFC uh, AFC West. We both had the Broncos doing that. We have both have the Vikings in the North. We got the Eagles winning in the East, which I think is becoming sort of a trendy pick now, though. Anyway, and you have the Chiefs finishing in third. So those are the ones to watch. And so uh, the yeah. Bengals. Yes, and the Bengals, who I do not have winning the division. You do, though. I'm going to make another bold prediction. Prediction. Yeah. I think the Eagles actually finished second in the conference. Oh, in the entire NFC? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe. I mean, they, they get to beat up on a brutally bad division. They get to beat up on a bad division. They don't have a first-place schedule. Again, I think the Bucks are going to be kind of... Yeah. Up and down. Their, yeah. I feel you. All right. So, we're about ready to wrap things up. I do want to talk about this, though. LSU playing Florida State. I have I spent time in Louisiana. I've, I've talked to people down there. I have connections down there. I want to talk about the situation that Brian Kelly is coming into. <laughs> now, I'm going to have you talk about the Florida State game a little bit because I didn't actually watch it. Oh, man. But Brian Kelly is walking into a minefield, at least a little bit here, because the, he he's walking into a situation where the cupboard is not bare. And that is a good thing usually. However, it is both a blessing and a curse in this situation because because there's so much talent there, people are probably going to expect more out of LSU than what they probably should. Now, I am guilty of this too because I thought he could hit the ground running. I did not fully understand the depth of the problem that Kelly was taking over here. So LSU runs their operation under Ed Ogeron and even before him with Les Miles, a little bit more like an NFL operation. Um, they give a lot of liberties to a lot of players. They expect them to do work on their own. Um, and in general, it's just not as tight of a ship, uh, especially at the head coaching position where he, the head coach from Les Miles and even more so with Ed Orgeron and even more so after the Joe Brady season, they really decentralize power and give it a lot to individuals while the coach is more of a monitoring CEO. Uh, which is very opposite of what most college programs are. Most college programs, the head coach has an iron grip over everything, um, especially elite programs with elite coaches. So you have this. This is part of why they've had so much up and down valleys of inconsistency because when you're asking 19 and 20-year-olds to do the work on their own and a lot of coordinators college teams cycle through coordinators a lot. And when you're asking a lot of coordinators, many who have never called plays to then be on their own and orchestrate things themselves, you will also ride huge ups and lows depending on how elite your staff is. That's what has happened at LSU. Um, this coming into terms with, you know, they play Alabama last year. They play him really tough and they play him 20 to 14. 
because the kids are motivated. Everybody gets their work done. The talent plays up to it's where it's supposed to be. And then you go play Kentucky. You lose, you drop, you have Kentucky drop 42 points on you. The story is Max Johnson came into the last practice uh, where he was assigned film work to do and he came in not watching any of the film himself uh, and had no idea what to expect in that game. Um, so they had to rework what they were going to do with their offensive plan uh, 24 hours before the game. So, and that is a sourced story. That is what happened against Kentucky. That sounds like one. Um, so last year's coordinators were Jake Peets, who had very little uh, coaching experience in college. He was an NFL guy. Again, LSU running their operation like a NFL. They get a lot of NFL guys. Um, so Jake Peets, the joke was with Jake Peets and then uh, on the other side of the football, Durante Jones, who had never called plays before. Um, the joke was that Jake Peets was trying to co uh, was trying to teach brain surgery and belonged belonged as a professor at Tulane, whereas Durante Johnson uh, was a PE teacher uh, for Warren Easton, which is the local high school. Jones came in on the defensive side, having never called plays before, and walking into a situation with more talent than he ever had, which was, he thought it as, don't overcomplicate, simplify, and let the talent do what it's supposed to do, which sounds great in theory. But when you face other elite teams and elite coaching, they kind of got exposed a lot. To call the defensive schemes, it would be nice to say it was vanilla. It was very remedial last year under Jones. Where on the flip side, Jake Peets comes in, tries to take the Joe Brady system, and then even racketed it up a notch. They're super complicated on offense. And sometimes too complicated. And so complicated, too, that in order to work through all the things they needed to work through, they didn't look at film a ton. And they asked their people, to, their players, to look at film so that they could just be on the field working through what they wanted to do. It was super complicated on one side of the ball and super remedial on the other side of the ball, which is not a very good contrast. Um, and again, Ed Orgeron running an extremely loose program the way he did, when Brian Kelly comes in, Brian Kelly is going to come in with an iron grip, a lot more disciplinary, and the way that things are run, on, honestly, in most college programs, but it's not going to sit well uh, with a lot of the players who were given a lot of liberties under Ed O. So Brian Kelly is walking into a very, very dicey situation. And again, the talent makes you think that they should have a ton of success. But considering all the failures and complexities and simplicities of one side of the ball as opposed to the other side of the ball and just where the program was at when he walked in, it's going to be a rough situation for Kelly. And Brian Kelly is not a dude who gets himself a lot of love with the media and others. He's pretty gruff. So, and Louisiana is a bit more fun loving and, and usually they like a bit more friendliness out of their coach. So it's going to be a bumpy ride for Kelly. And if things don't go well early, which they already haven't with their loss to Florida State, he's going to face a lot of criticism. And I like Kelly. I think Kelly's exactly what LSU needed. He is going to have to drag a lot of boosters, a lot of players, and a lot of coaches kicking and screaming into the way that they need to do things. And he needs to be given the time to do that. I don't know if he will get that time, though. So, Dan, do you have any thoughts on what I said? And you watched the Florida State game, so I want anything you have from that. Uh, first thing from the actual game watching, I thought Florida State was just a better team. Okay. I thought there was 
just as much talent. Mm-hmm. And the offense, while it wasn't great, it was very effective. I think I, I texted you. At one point, they were like 11 for 15 on third down, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, the quarterback there, I can't remember his name now, unfortunately, but he can play. Um, and Florida State tried to give LSU that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, with LSU, um, first of all, you owe your, whoever your source is a dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there, I think this is – I liked Kelly for LSU because, you know, there's two types of um, coaches in college football. People might not realize it. There's the coach, like think Nick Saban, mm-hmm. or there's the recruiter, think Dabble Sweeney, mm-hmm. where – it's very hard to find a head coach in court in college football that is excellent as both. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban obviously is excellent at both, mm-hmm. but it took him a while to build up to get to the recruiting pro as a coach. I think with Kelly, you've got the coach, maybe not so much with the recruiting, mm-hmm. um, but you could see when he was at Notre Dame the physicality they showed. Um, usually, there was a lot of smartness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense was a little bit more advance in terms of what you need from your players to adapt Mm -hmm. um same with the defense and we'll we'll see if you know let's be honest too notre dame their football players still have an academic standard Mm -hmm. even to this day you know it's still required you still have to be you know 3.5 gpa whatever the number is i made it off the top of my head mm-hmm. but we expect you to at least in the classroom be good mm-hmm. and as everyone knows notre dame is one of the top country top colleges in the world mm-hmm. lsu is not quite that <laughs> no much. no no it's not so it's gonna be a hard this first year with brian kelly which is unfortunate it's going to be a tough year because you saw the talent dripping out of Daniels as he was playing. Mm-hmm. But you didn't see a lot of the execution. It was a lot of running around, trying to throw to the to wide receivers, mm-hmm. not very accurate passes. But you could see that there was something there you can work with. Mm. And I mentioned you mentioned there was a huge fight with the star wide receiver yes. already. Which again, this is this is the old guard that Kelly needs to get rid of. Right. Or at least be able to change and over. And, you look, um, and it's going to be hard. And you look at a lot of the successful head coaches in college football. They do have an iron fist. Mm-hmm. You know, you've never seen Alabama player really ever step out of line for anything. Mm-hmm. You never see a Clemson player really step out of line for anything. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones got a DUI. Who? Mac Jones. Did yeah. He? When he was at Alabama. But that's not a behavioral, like, in the same way. That could be just him that's making not, one mistake. That's not sure. selfish blow-ups in locker rooms about... Sure. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. But I mean, like, you, you, those programs that are really loose. I'll give you a great example. Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. when he was at Florida. Won a couple national titles. One year, they, they lost to Bama in the SEC championship game, but they were clearly one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a very loose program, and it cost him. Mm-hmm. Like, you had Aaron Hernandez, enough said. Uh, but you had a lot of other players that were just oh, who's the wide was it Percy Harvin the other troublemaker yeah that I think was so. on Florida mm-hmm. so you had a lot of issues and Urban Meyer only lasted Florida what like five six years yeah it was not a very and even at Ohio State same thing very loose you had players at Ohio State speaking out against the coach after games mm. which is in college football is absolutely 
Unheard of. Unheard of. And I mean, you look at like you know Oklahoma is another uh, Lincoln well, when Lincoln Rye lose. There was another program that was really tight fisted, but organized and knew what was going on. So yeah, I think it's going to take some time for Kelly. You know, people expect oh, we've got a coach, we've got talent, throw it together, it wins. Mm-hmm. But there's there's serious reasons for why this system is going to take a long time for Kelly to implant. Um, the uh, last thing is is post Joe Brady. Uh, they've gotten extremely pass happy, and therefore LSU has lost a lot of the physicality that they used to be. Uh, and Kelly is intent on bringing that back, um, but that takes you, time. You saw that in the Florida State game; the two of them beat the crap out of each other. Yes, it meant a lot for both teams that game. It did, but but Kelly's going to have to bring back the physicality uh, for a team that really fell in love with the high, the spread, throw the ball all around, and all that kind of stuff. So. Kelly's got a lot to try to implement at LSU, and it's going to be a bumpy road. All right. With that, we are ready to finish things up. Our Tommy report and Darwin, as always. Jesse, kick us off here with the Tommy. All right. I mean, there's not much update to, like, last week's Tommy. Mm-hmm. He's back at camp. No real updates from Tom. He stopped lashing on reporters. Mm-hmm. More and more people are jumping on this bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife are having uh, a rocky relationship. There's an epic fight. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, do how much do we think? this will affect Tom Brady this season. He's been the best at canceling out all this stuff for years, but when it's in your own home, when you can't go home and be comfortable, like even the goat's got a got falter, right? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Dan, what do you think? I, I, I Again, I think you're going to see 2019 Tom Brady. Mm. We're like, yeah. Lethargic. Yeah, we're, we're 6-0, and but I'm not happy. Like, mm. dude. Like, I, I think it's gone to his head, all, all the success he's had is finally... Oh, sure. Like mm. and it's, No, he used to be humble. Like, people would call him the best, and he'd be like, I don't know, man. But, like, now, like, oh, he yeah. went on Madden, the GOAT edition. Yeah. Like, like I, see, I see Brady going to, like, some, like, football party, bringing all, like, seven of his rings, sitting at the table, putting them all on the table, like, oh, where's your rings? Yeah. Oh, you only have two? That's it? Yeah. No, know. it's gone to his head a little bit. Um... I just don't think the Bucks face enough great competition that it's going to be a huge factor. But yes, I think you're going to see them underperform at the end of the year from what you probably think they should have been. It's just that underperformance is still going to be 11 wins in a mm. really bad conference which, which, and a number two seed. Which, by the way, one more quick thing about I feel bad for Todd Bowles because I, I think Todd Bowles could be a very good head coach. And your first job was the Jets, which doesn't work for anyone. And then now you're like, oh, you got the box. Oh, you get Brady. Brady retired. No, Brady's back now. Great. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Brady Brady needs two weeks off. What? Yeah, okay. Everything's yeah. great. By the way, there's reports now Brady's getting divorced and he's unhappy and this and that. Like, Would rather be in Miami. Right. Allegedly. Like, this like, is all just speculation okay, and rumors. But at this point, would you, if you're Todd Bowles, like, okay, this is similar to LSU. Would I rather just ha- not have Brady sell off pieces and restart? <laughs> or do I really have to deal with this? And uh, if I don't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure. Yeah, no, I, there's a lot of pressure on Bowles. I do feel bad for him a little bit. All right, that has been it for the Tommy. Let's go to the Darwin, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is Maggie Gray. Who? I know. Of What is it? The Perloff and Gray Show. And Gray show. Maggie Gray, who's been covering sports a long time, you know, she should know better than this. <laughs> had a awful take on offensive linemen, talking about 
after the Tyrone Smith injury. Oh, the great thing about that is, you know, it doesn't take long for a guy to get accumulated at offensive line to a new system. They don't really do anything intricate or, or complicated, you know? It's just pushing guys around. That's all it is. And you can mix and match people on that. Has unanimously just been made fun of, slammed on by everyone in the media, even people on ESPN and stuff who know that they need to tread carefully uh, mm. when criticizing this particular individual <laughs> for reasons. Um, but she has unanimously been shredded apart for this offensive line take, which maybe she knows the rest of football. I don't watch the show or listen to it. So, but this is, but this is pretty awful, awful take uh, on offensive line play because it is extremely nuanced, extremely complicated. Uh, everyone has to do everything the right way. And if you're a guard, your responsibilities are very different than as a tackle. And, and so yeah, no, no. Yeah, she completely one of the dumber well, takes you'll ever hear. There's so much involved in it, yeah. and like I don't, I've never heard of this woman before this. Yeah. So like it has me wondering, like with such a bad take like this, like how are you been in this business for so long? Mm-hmm. And I understand some people can just coast by with terrible, terrible takes. Um, I watch it all the time. Skip, sure. <laughs> uh, Max Kellerman. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, actually, you know, almost anyone that goes on first take. <laughs> um. Anyway, except Ryan Clark, I like him. Mm. But anyway, so I just don't get it. like how could you be involved with football this long and not understand even just a little bit? Yeah. Like how can you not like you just know a couple of names? Well, clearly some there's something to this. Some are clearly better than others. It's not just pushing and shoving. <laughs> well, some people are just that good at pushing. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> but no, it's just like you got to even if it's just like you got to very you know the play. <laughs> I need to push left. I need to push right. I need to pull and get outside so my running back can get outside. Mm-hmm. Generally, the center is like calling out blitzes. Yo, watch out, watch out. But I know. But when you're up. pulling and going to a position, who am I exactly looking for and where do I need to pull? Yeah. Where are we trying to create the hole? How do I use my hands this way on this kind of play and my hands yeah, different yeah, yeah. on this play? No, you, oh. gotta, you also you got to know your assignment coming up that week. I'm, I know I'm going to, let's say Chandler Jones. I'm facing Chandler Jones all game. Let's say he loves to do the swim move to the outside. Yeah. You got to be ready for that. You got to be ready. For, but you also got to be ready for him to hit the spin to the inside at any point. You yeah. got to know how how to handle these things from the rushers. You gotta yeah, you gotta know when you're supposed to double team, when you let the double team go to get to the linebackers. Like mm-hmm. and you know, if you're moving from guard to tackle, it's it's a it is such a different position. Guard, you just literally punch people in the face, push them around. Tackle, you've actually gotta be a lot of technique. You've got to be quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. Like there is a lot. There's um I think it was actually Shandon who said he's like, you have to be a three hundred and twenty pound man who moves like a 180-pound man in terms of your feet because you got guys that are just running right by you. They can, you know, defensive linemen are, what, running like four sixes now, four yeah. sevens. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be able to keep him in front of you. you got to make sure he can't just get over here that way. Like, mm-hmm. it's the second most important position on offense is the left tackle because if your left tackle's no good, your mm-hmm. quarterback's going to get hit and be ineffective. Yes. Yeah, and then they don't. Like you watch the highlights, they're not the one making the plays. No. But if they don't give the quarterback time, that play doesn't happen. What was it? The video I watched with you was Schlereth, and he's yeah. like, he's like, we're expected to win a hundred percent of the time, and when we lose one time, people remember that, but they don't remember the other time, all the yep. other times. Yeah. 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 So it, one of the worst takes I've ever heard in sports, and and I, listen again, I don't listen to the show. Maybe she's great. Also, it takes a lot of communication, and, and it happens yeah. all the time. People say dumb things. I'm just very surprised that you could be that out of touch on this. Yeah, I don't know how you can and cover sports this long. I yeah, I don't. I just how do you not understand that? 
if anything, I would think that like running back, you could say you could switch in and out quite a bit and wouldn't take as much long to acclimate. Um, maybe even corner too, because at least you can be like, listen, I'm mostly just responsible for this wide receiver. Or playing a zone, I have to be in this place. Exactly. Like- but offensive line, absolutely not. One of the most technique driven positions. No, and they all have to be on the same page. They all have to know what like oh if they don't if they're Alex confused Leather, on the play, they'll Alex start running Le- into each Alex other. Alex Leatherwood was a high first round pick for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is no longer in NFL football. Just couldn't push good enough, I guess. Or just couldn't that's all it is. Just couldn't push for good enough. Nope. No, didn't no. bench enough. Well he was, yeah, he, yes. he was 350 pounds, but he wasn't strong enough. <laughs> like come on. Ah, uh, terrible. Just ter- wasn't good at getting in the way enough. I guess. Terrible sports. One, one more one more honorary Darwin I've got to give out, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Dominic was blinded by this one, and I think he already has one. But John Gruden, how do you not give him a Darwin for turning away Brady and Gronk? I'm not 100% sure I believe Dana White fully. I don't know. The Dana White might have been a little bit like, this was further along than it actually was. Uh, but sh- sure, how do you say no to Tom and Gronk? I totally especially see- when your quarterback's Derek Carr. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I think we all know why. Because Derek Carr's wants- his best friend. No, because Gruden likes power. Maybe. No, I mean, that's, that's, Ar- no, that's ask totally. Ask Arians how, it, how it's worked out. For yeah. Me. So no, I get it. I I kind of get it. All right. With that, that has been it for slow your roll this week, guys. All our predictions for the NFL season. Let's see how these age. Let's see if I'm welcome back on the show. Oh, you'll be fine. You <laughs> will be fine. I always love it when we have people who can come back and, and start going back at us for, for things we've said we don't like. All right. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. This one will be on YouTube. It'll be on television as well, at Slow Your Roll on Instagram and Twitter as well. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen.